Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. Damn mashup of uh, wrestling entrances history. I love it. I'm addicted or the to it. Ger- or, yeah, it's it's a great workout song. I uh, I was going to try to get it set up last time for the last show, and then uh, I don't remember what I was doing with with the editing equipment, and then I realized nothing was working when I was trying to save things, and I was like, oh. We go live in 18 seconds, and then I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> looks like we're listening to fucking Suwama again. Suwama. Part of that Kento Miyahara 15th anniversary. <laughs> Suwama, your 19-time Triple Crown champion. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta go for the money. <laughs> we got we got a big one, Alex. I'm excited. Back again. Look at the look at us kinda kinda keeping it at like what two week two weeks stretch two this weeks? time? About two weeks. Starting to get back in the groove as things are starting to pick up. It's starting to get hey, you know, tournament season. Tournament season. That's rolling. true, tournament season, yeah, yeah. Football I, season I, uh, has come upon us. Both our teams football. are on two. Yep, and uh I I have a, an O line that doesn't know how to keep my quarterback standing, uh, and you have a quarterback who doesn't know which <laughs> team he's playing run. for. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So maybe if we like, I don't want to say trade because I really like my quarterback, but yours could escape the bad O line while mine could throw it to the players on the team. Would you take that trade? 
I probably I I don't want it, but I, because I'm I'm a I'm a shameless show for cousins, but I'd probably yeah. be an idiot not to. Oh man, do you think him and Jefferson could actually have a good rapport though? Maybe that's see that's one thing I, I should ask you this year. Before, and this this is uh, for for any new listeners. I know there's a couple of people listening that haven't listened before um, that I was talking to on uh, a couple of different messages online. Um, we we banter a little bit at the first, and I apologize if you're waiting for the wrestling. But uh, this this question was opposed to me, and it's perfect having you here uh, from from the. Uh, and to be the, fair, we started as Sportscast Radio before Wrestlecast Radio. Sportscast will always have a place in our heart. It might come back, you never yes. know. But mm-hmm. as a man from Park Forest, Illinois, a Bears fan, mm-hmm. that's right. If if you guys go like two and fifteen, do you? What do you do then with the number one pick when Caleb Williams is there? <sighs> is, is there? Like, do you draft Caleb Williams and move on from Fields? Do you try to trade down the pick and get like Fashano? The big O line from Penn State. You try to get Marvin Harrison Jr. to get another weapon, which I don't think a weapon I thought really we matters. Were, like, yeah, I was about to say I thought we had some pretty good weapons that, uh, coming into this season, but uh, you know, besides more, more is less. But um, <laughs> I, I, I pool kind of touched on. Yeah, yeah. Um, too many tight ends, unlike your problem. <laughs> um, but I would say. It, it wouldn't be bad to essentially, I mean, if if the quarterback is going to, you know, be a game changer, I'd say you run fields because it's a win-win. You have, you know, if you do draft uh, the, the fellow you, you just mentioned, I haven't watched too much college except the, the Deion Sanders wonderfulness out in yeah, Boulder, Colorado. Um, but I would say if he looks like a good option, then you keep running fields because then fields wants to keep his stock up because I'd say the biggest – thing the worst thing you could do especially when they draft a field is like do not play him at all the his first season do not play him sit him at least one full year <laughs> come week five i was like oh god no they're putting fields in um so yeah i i think if you could sit him and then fields can hopefully boost his stock then you can trade him you know maybe for you know a second third round pick you know kind of bolster the line but like you said the the, the fellow from penn state you know, kind of, you know, same, uh, you know, kind of played at the ILL. So, I mean, kind of familiar with those roots. And it's always good to have the, a, a Big Ten defender um, as we have drafted in the past. So, I mean, uh, I, I think both would work. Um, wow, Mar Fuji lost. That's crazy. Um, I, <laughs> but I don't know. This is just a random-ass, like, team. But it's it, – it's kind of I don't know. The Green Bay game was interesting that first half, and then it just all fell apart. And the Tampa game, I turned off second quarter because I was like, and plus I was like bootlegging it, um, and the stream wasn't working. So because they played the Packers out here for some reason, thanks Central Minnesota. But um, <laughs> I don't know. The the Chiefs will be an interesting test, but. But you also don't want to kill Fields' confidence. That that's the one yeah. thing I'm worried about. Um, but you know the linemen, they they have to step up. I mean, I think the running game is you know as good as we thought it was going to be. The receivers need to step up, and uh, we just need to block for you know our hopeful future. You you know, and, and obviously Vikings guy, but as a Arizona Cardinals fan as well, 
Um, I know Caleb Williams might go back to college an extra year uh, if he has to play for the Cardinals, I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh Dobbs, what the what the hell are you doing winning games here? <laughs> You're not the quarterback <laughs> of the future and you just took over it and beat the Giants and like I look we get, hey, the Cardinals get the Texans. Is he Brock thirty two point Oh, I don't know, man. Josh Dobbs he looks like Charlie Villanueva. So he like scares yeah, but me. Brock Purdy is possibly if they stay healthy, could get the Niners to a Super Bowl. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. It almost wild? could have last year. It almost could have last year. Should have <laughs> last year. Well, I'm like, otherwise just keep, because they may have the top two picks depending, because they have the Texans pick too. So my head, I'm like, great, mm-hmm. you draft Caleb Williams and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And yeah. I love Kyler. Murray, oh, man. You, you trade Kyler and get something for him. And But I don't know, now Josh Dobbs and these boys are winning. And I'm like, wait a minute. You almost beat, they lost by four to the Commanders week one. Then week two, they beat the Giants. I'm, I'm going, wait a minute, you guys are almost 2-0. What, what's going on here? And Jonathan Gannon, who's their, their new coach, he was the defensive coordinator of the Eagles, has the worst personality, the biggest bonehead ever. I don't know how he's getting these guys to win. I mean, I saw his, one of his first um, like hype meetings when they were in training camp, and he's like, so how'd everybody get here today? You take the bus. Did you drive yourself? Anyone Uber? Like this is the pregame meeting? What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Oh god. He, he reminds me of um oh what's the guy's name? Uh give me a second to think of his name. The dude who who would um would run like not scams but try to help people complete their like jobs or businesses or things and it like um he he had he had a show on comedy central where he was getting people to sell oh nathan for you yeah nathan for you that's what jonathan gannon reminds me of oh funny (laughs) that's funny he's got a new one nathan fielder and he also had a previous one that was on hbo max i saw the hbo Um, one when they were doing the trivia and he wanted to apologize or <laughs> the guy needed to apologize to the woman about something. Yes. Yes. The rehearsal. Um, <laughs> but he's, but he's got another one. I don't know if he's, I think he might be in it, but it's with Benny Safty and Emma stone. And it's essentially Safty and stone. They play like, uh, like home renovators essentially. And it's just supposed to be like a really weird, like Nathan Fielder esque type uh, type of turn in it, oh, um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think it's coming to Showtime. It's going to be like a, a limited series. So he's uh, he's an interesting cat, that's for sure. I've I've always uh, appreciated what he's done <laughs> with comedy, especially since uh, they're done with my Lakers show, which pisses me off. Winning time's done. But I heard finish- the last episode, not the one from. Uh, Two days ago, but the previous one I heard was really atrocious. Really? Yes. I liked it. I, well, I like everything because it's Lakers. I'm the worst person to talk to about that shit. I'm biased as hell. Yeah. I I, I, I like the last. I'm still season halfway of on the first Thrones. season. Yeah. It's I didn't mind either. that one. I guess. But. The uh, uh, but uh, second season of Tokyo Vice is finished. 
Is it coming out so, this year? Uh, they're whole, because of the writer's strike, they can't finish the, like, finalize the final editing and stuff, so it's probably going to be next year now. But the oh, plan man. was this year. I was like, no, that's my show. I love that first season. It was amazing. One of these um, days. Did you watch Gangs of London yet? I have not. Like I told you, it's on Max because it's AMC. I watched Heels. No, but you need to watch Gangs of London because it's the dude who made the Raid movies. Gareth oh. Evans, I want to say. So uh, it's essentially yeah, that, but like, but British gangsterism, and it's awesome. I'm going to uh, head to that now to add that on my thing. Uh, from, from Discord, that's what I would say. Trade him for a second rounder. So, so somebody on Discord is uh, agreeing. Who, Julian and... Edelman? <laughs> Have you seen that commercial where they're talking about all these players coming out of retirement? They can still do it. And then they show Edelman and Brady sitting there, and Brady's like, huh? What do you think? And he's like, no, we're not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brady. Man, yeah, he's looking at like everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, like, I'm, uh, started I started my whole AMC Plus gimmick, and then it gave me Shudder, and it has, like, all the uh, baddest, like, horror films or, you know, kind of thrillers and shit. Um, and then, like, IFC and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, a really cool app. So it's interesting how Max now is integrating a lot of, like, AMC stuff. Same with Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's like AMC Dark Winds. stuff. And yeah, Dark Winds is awesome, by the way. Uh, the badass dude from uh, Fargo season three, I want to say. Um, the, the indigenous actor, uh, also on Reservation Dogs, who's really hilarious on it. I apologize that the name's escaping me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a really just really crazy show. Um, and now the rumor, speaking of Max, Ryan, I'm sure you uh, heard this uh, in the last couple of days. Um, possibly Max might be uh, street, be the streaming home, finally, for All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, as well as them having a 12-pay-per-view uh, schedule, uh, possibly coming into 2024. It wasn't really mentioned on when the time frame would be. But, heck, we're already getting Wrestle Dream here uh, in a couple of Sundays from now. So... Uh, what do you think about that finally, uh, you know, kind of coming to the streaming efforts? Uh, and do we need to keep buying these pay-per-views then? <laughs> I think what it's going to be is they want, I think Warner Brothers wants 12 shows a, a year, like one a month, because of they see the success they always have. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have the, the normal four, what, full gear, double or nothing, all out. And so it'll revolution. be like in your houses, essentially? Yeah, I, I think they'll be kind of like those. Where I, I mean, Forbidden Door, I think you still got to run a pay-per-view. And if you want to run um, like All In, if that's going to be like a yearly thing because you know it'll sell, I think yeah. you could do those <laughs> six there. And then you put the depends, others. It depends on the turnstile count. But. <laughs> yeah, I saw that turnstile thing, and I was like, uh-oh. Um, but I think you could put the other ones like, you could you could make Fight for the Fallen now an actual show as opposed to just naming Dynamite Fight for the Fallen. Yep, yep. And you could put that on Max. Fighter Fest. Yeah, or, um, or um, Winter is Coming or whatever. Yeah, it is. So <coughs> what's crazy is how that kind of came out a couple of days ago, but what dropped earlier today 
um, especially over by uh, over at Deadline. So Max is actually adding. They're they're essentially it's kind of Bleacher Report. Um, since it's, you know, under the same umbrella, that they're going to be doing a live sports tier for about $10 a month, um, but included at no charge for existing subscribers until February of 2024. But, uh, you know, essentially it's taking over BR Live, but All Elite Wrestling was not mentioned in that. So hopefully that means, again, it might be like WWE with Peacock, where as long as you get, you know, a certain uh, subscription, we'll be able to hopefully get all the AEW goodness and uh, hopefully all in uh, with the penis druids. And I think we will too. I don't, I think if they're going to put them on HBO Max, Warner Brothers is still going to get, they're going to get hits from it anyway. And that's to me at the end of the day now, all that matters. Um, Speaking real fast uh, about HBO Max, since we're, uh, we're jumping into the wrestling, I got to ask you one final question. I have two movies and a TV show on my continued watching. Ooh. Can you take a random guess at what any of those three are for 500? Uh, one is Fast X. No. Whoa. Or are these all on Max? Yeah, these are all Max. So you have one show and two movies. One and two movies. Ooh. I am going to go uh, with show. You are watching. I'm going to say it's an older show. Yep. <sighs> For some reason, I want to say six feet under. I will say, I'll give you a hint. It's something I've already watched the entire catalog of before. So you're redoing The Wire? No. I, already, I did okay. just redo that, though. And they did that. Yeah, I was like, why would he do that again? Uh, so not Sopranos. Nope. Uh, Take one more stab. Uh, one more stab. I'm going to go with Oz. Entourage. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is it because <laughs> Ari, Ari, uh, oh, I can't think of his last name, is essentially the... Endeavor? <laughs> great transitioning, Ryan. <laughs> the Endeavor... CEO, uh, owner of the WWE, Ari Emanuel. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Isn't it crazy to like watch that show and just think, wow, this guy owns wrestling now? That's, that's it's wild. The thing like that's, and that's, and I was like, this is so perfect because the shows are half an hour or less. I can just kind of fly through them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one Do you movie... find anything troubling? In, in watching it? Yeah, just kind of like how, you know, the society's changed and you look back and you're like, I don't know if that was good or like, eh. Oh, that, that kind of, I mean, I guess yes and no. There's always going to be things I notice like that in TV, but I'm a very yeah. just kind of go with the flow person as it is. So I, I don't really, yeah. where some people might notice it out and then I'll go, what are you talking Oh, I get it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's the, a dude it's a dude sex in the city you know it's it's you know it's always gonna turn up well for you know uh, for the gang so yeah I I I, I always like the, the show um the the movie one of the movies is Mortal Kombat again because I was the watching OG. it while I waited for the new game to come out the ninety five one no two thousand twenty one one bro you gotta watch ninety five it's the best I love 
I, I love the new one. I, I mean, it's cool. I, I wish there was a more, you know, tournament and combat. That's the new one. This one's set up for tournaments. Now they got to go find their fighters. And that's where the Miz got stiffed and didn't get Johnny Cage. But the the other movie I haven't seen yet, I haven't finished, and I tried watching it, but I was kind of tired, so I stopped because it's all mm-hmm. subtitled. Ooh, is it Parasite? Yes, it is. I've never seen it yet. Fuck yeah, you are amazing, and it's amazing so, that I knew that. That's where that's where I am on that. I'm glad we knocked that out. But yeah, it, I mean, it's such a hilarious film. It's so funny I, and it's so sad at the same time. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get screwed on having to buy pay per views though. I think yeah, I think it'll be kind of like the Peacock thing, like you said. Yeah. One would uh, think. But, I mean, because well, going back to you know the the quasi in your house twelve you know twelve pay per view possible possibility for AEW is I mean, granted the markets are kind of getting saturated, oversaturated over the last you know since the pandemic has ended, uh, the last couple of years. But I mean, you're looking at Cincinnati scraping with twenty six, twenty seven hundred. Essentially, you know, you're, you're coming back from London with eighty one. Sorry, what's that number? 70? Anyways, uh, with about 81,000 plus asterisk, uh, you know, and then coming back to possibly about 2,500 or so, and you're not even selling what you sold at the United Center prior to the last couple of, you know, visits that you've had. I mean, how do you, how are you going to, you know, rectify, you know, the money that that goes into putting then these 12 monthly pay-per-views where, you know, you just had about four to six to begin with? Oh, I, it's, at the end of the day, ticket sales don't matter that much anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> what matters it's, then? It's all about the. It's all about how much Until content the can you to give me, and what's yeah. your what's your demo number? Because I mean, think of it. If 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 ticket sales matter, would they get would they get a a, a another show given to them, and then after. Even though they lost their their guy that Warner Brothers was a, was obsessed with supposedly to have that other show, they get offered mm-hmm. they want more content on their streaming service now too. Like ticket sales don't matter; they're going to get paid. They're going to get paid yeah. more than they've ever been paid before. Just like the WWE is going to get paid more than they've ever been paid before. It's it's all about how much content can you produce for me, and what's your demo. <laughs> I loved how Vince uh, at the press conference essentially was just like, yeah, we were stagnant as a company and we needed a boost, even though they've had, what, billion dollar deals over the last five years? (laughs) Having record revenue breakage, you know, year after year, you know, even, you know, with the pandemic and, and whatnot. So it's just it's funny how. You know, it was basically like, I need to get back in power. This is the only way I have to sell my baby, uh, which is crazy, Ryan. The WWE, I mean, as Voices of Wrestling said, it's the end of the territories now, officially, because New York is done. They're That's owned. crazy. It's, it's crazy how I was just like, yeah, this chapter is just over and no one really gives a shit. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just because we're accustomed to the shit, you know, over the last 15, 20 years or, or whatnot. Um, but the ups and downs that this company has gotten and, and the superstars, you know, that we've, you know, faced after the Attitude Era, and you know, that we've, you know, welcomed into our homes. It's it's just wild. And 
now it's just part of TKO. <laughs> you know, it's they're they're gonna we're gonna have UFC WWE back to back nights. I'm sure now. You know, and kind of yeah, know, that's what I was thinking. That's the whole point of synergy. You know, which which is great. You know, so hopefully better ticket packages or or whatnot. So I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then with the rights coming up, you know, in 2024. Uh, you know, they're possibly saying, yeah, we're going to look at all avenues, but don't be alarmed if we move our weekly programming to streaming. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's there's big talks that Disney or Amazon could buy Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Disney, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, But there were talks what? on getting it before, before mm-hmm. Endeavor. You know, Endeavor was a front runner, then they dropped out in the beginning. People forget that. Like, they wanted it, and, they were, and the WWE was like, eh. Or, you know, there was kind of like a weird, like, quietness, but maybe they were just working out details behind the scenes. And, yeah, Apple and Disney were, you know, kind of on the line. You know, people thought, eh. But, yeah, like you said, the streaming. And, and what's wild, too, is, like, you know, you, you look at that that day after it all happened, you know, and they sent everyone home, and then when they brought everyone back, they fired over 100 people. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously we have two of the same positions. It, it, sadly, that's just how it goes. You know, if if two football teams merge, you only have one starting quarterback. So, like, I get all that, but mm-hmm. it's just like, man, there goes, you know, this company is, is – and, and it, it always is what, what a lot of people say, you know. You know, I, I've said it a lot of – you know, a few other radio shows have said it too, podcasts have said it. It's almost perfect because WWE is just they're they're a TV show that is about wrestling. They're not a wrestling show. They're a TV show about wrestling. Yeah, and they don't. So they don't need they become that South Park episode. They become yeah. that South Park yeah. episode. There you go. It's a hell of a good way to put it. And it's just kind of you know. So they're just kind of all right. Great. Here's what it all is. I just I, I mean they I wonder. What do you, what do you, if you're Triple H, like, are you like, man, I, when I married Stephanie, I never envisioned this is how no. this company was going to be. You know, <laughs> and, and here's something, you know, I always wonder too, is they talk about how there's still, you know, a few board members they haven't, they haven't gotten situated and assigned. How come nobody's ever asked them why Stephanie doesn't, doesn't get an audition? Well, Bill Simmons had been, was that trying to ask that question uh, as he? well as trying to bring back tests. Uh, to Nick yeah. Khan in an interview. Um, yeah, it was a weird thing. It was kind of making around. He was kind of being facetious, I think, but he was just like, yeah, you should bring a guy like Tess back and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, brought up Stephanie McMahon. He's like, she's a smart Andrew. woman. She's great with business. You know, like, where is she? What's going on? And he's like, oh, we appreciate everything she's done. <laughs> you know, just yeah, skirting, it, you know, skirting w- off the watching, question where watching, it's like uh, she knows too much. Yeah, like the little ins and outs or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But like watching Winning Time, she reminds me a lot of Jeannie Buss. Jeannie. Oh, great, great comparison. Great comparison. You know, and, and that's how that fi- on that final episode when, you know, they go to watch the, the game together after, you know, all the arguments. And I'm like, is this, is Vince Stephanie going to be like this? Or is that not going to happen? Or where is she? <sighs> yeah, I mean, 
as great of a character that she was, you know, we, we think that's how she was behind the scenes. But you could see a gentler person on all those, you know, vignettes for all the charities and the business holdings and whatnot. And, you know, her job being an actual chief branding officer and kind of building a lot of the social media platform over the last 10 to 12 years with WWE, you know, before Twitter was that big, or, you know, kind of the Facebook, your Snap, you know, Instagrams mm-hmm. and all that. So she has a lot, uh, you know, to, to do with that, even before, you know, again, it was overtaking our lives, uh, you know, as, as we know as uh, today. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think she is someone. But, uh, again, she more cares about the actual product and the fans, I would say, and of course the bottom line, because, you know, when it's all done down to it, that's what it's all about. But she has the fans interest in it as does triple H. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when when they're kind of pigeon held now, that's the shitty thing. It's always the ones that are like the nastiest heels are the ones that are like the nicest people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good to know, which is good. You know, I've, I've always noticed as, as, uh, as some somebody who who could play a really good heel, I feel it's because that's my outlet from having to be the nice guy a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now I get to go through that curtain and kind of go, Rah! and just let everything out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then go back to, hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Ryan, and I'm just sitting there. And... <laughs> kind of, kind of like when I was just chilling at that lake. I was just sitting on a couch, and I was like, hey, guys, yeah. They're like, we're going to go do this stuff at the market and all this stuff. Do you want to go? No, no, it's okay. You, you guys only have you know four spots in the car. I'm fine just sitting here watching football. Nobody's going to be upset. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead. You know, they, they take off, and I'm like, all right, great. I hope they have a good time. Damn, and then you went kayaking? No, but then fucking, I, I still don't know what happened to that lady. Did I send you that video <laughs> where I put that music to? Yeah. I was getting my Alex on having uh, having music on Snapchat. Hoochie. Playing that playing that dumb ways to die. Man, I all I know is when I watched that old lady was her kayak was getting farther and farther away from the other lady who was just taking mm-hmm. off. And I saw them <laughs> later and they were carrying one kayak together and I don't know where the other one was. So I just Whoa. I don't know what happened, but it's exactly what I kind of thought was and and also people don't be starting bonfires when there's like winds at 8 a.m. and shit that don't work yeah why people love that it's wild mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah talk to jordan talk to our homeboy on uh, He he is the epitome of the white boy with his bonfire he oh, yeah. he like he he hey, said the nice word pit, bonfire he he said bonfire he more than, than gambino has on a concert tour Oh shit! Fun fact: You did not sing that song in concert. What? Really? Yeah, he didn't sing that. Freaks and geeks. Uh, I don't think he did heartbeat either. He only did like one oh. or two, like actual. I mean, thankfully I know his catalog, but I was just I really yeah. wanted to hear like bonfire. I wanted to go ham. I love that. But. His I know like his his uh, what's the second CD where, where it's just his face on it. Uh, and it's because like a, of the internet? Yes, yes. I think because the internet has a, is really good, and lyrically it's really good, and I know and the album after that is, is, is very like good with storytelling and shit like that, but yeah. his first CD is so good. 
Mm-hmm. Like when he's when he's like just being a rapper per se, like mm-hmm. man, like Bonfire and Backpackers and oh my god, that CD is so oh it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and even uh, even he had that mixtape uh, in between the first two royalty. Yeah, that was really yep. good too. We have Blake. This is Blake Griffin. You are listening to royalty. <laughs> It's royalty. It's royalty. <laughs> oh man, no Gambino, he's 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 crazy. The EP's great. Yeah, like you said, um, that, oh, Camp. I want to say yeah, that first Camp, one. Yep. And uh, yeah, just uh, man, just good shit. Childish Gambino, you get hit with the old throwback uh, on the soundboard. Oh, oh, you gotta find uh shout out to my blurds. They represent the realness. <laughs> See if that sounder's still on there. What is do you remember, I, I, would it be under it might be a pop culturist C P C And the Not that one. Yes. <laughs> I have all of your ones that I have listed as CJ. I don't remember what you guys were going to call it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. So I have CJ, and the Sounders I have are Avengers, Big Little Liars, Book Smart, Euphoria, The Intro, Pulp Fiction, Science. I think it was the one you were going to do with the uh, with the other half. Oh, yeah. Science. <laughs> I, 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 found a, I found this. Well, here's where we get off topic. Tell me if you remember what this is from. We're going to turn it down a little bit. But tell me what this is from. We got this unlocked. I'm Canadian. This is not my problem. Jonathan, we have to figure this out because we've got to keep Lofty off the block. (laughs) Do you remember what that was? That was what me and Jen did the power pair. Oh, and Lord. we did that one about the celebrity the big, big brother. brother? Yeah. Oh, I man. Found, I found this one. By the way, shout out to to Alex for this this shit. Look at this one. Wait. Yeah, remember this? Oh, damn. They get his knocked up. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground, and no, we don't back down. Didn't you get a set from, like, your cousin or something? I think so. Yeah. That was a while ago. Wow. That was a long (laughs) time ago. I got a a ton of Kobe stuff from the Kobe episode. I don't want to play that. I'm going to start crying. I, I do I, one more one more goodie as I'm trying to start the pandemic. Oh, my man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, <laughs> unlike Aguilar. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Oh Aguilar. Uh, oh, here we go. Fact, according, yep. CPC, the pop culturist. We have th- there's this. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. It's it's titled "It's Cool to Swear." <laughs> There's one for oh, the box office. Down. 
The beatdown. Box office beatdown, Jurassic Harlem, Lil Jug, Get Crunk Instrumentals on here, Manic Movie Minute, uh, Manic, Manic to Society. Movie, Whoa, what's that one? Play that one. Man, Jokes. Tokyo Trap Hip. Upcoming what? attractions. What would Meek do? And yikes. Did he really? Did he really say uh, a coming attractions like a trap house? Like up? No, upcoming attractions. I wonder. Oh, they said on coming track. soon to theaters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that old clip. Hell yeah. yeah. What if after you die, part of you goes to heaven, part of you stays here? What is this wrong? You think Wind Gap. There was a murder there. Another one's missing now. Get me a story. Do you know what that is? What is that? I have no idea. And then what is this? No Yikes. idea. Shit again. Menacing. Right now. Oh. Right, that's the and, summer and obviously, easy. We got this. Minus five stars. <laughs> Classic. Man, this song, this is good shit on here. Um, I'm not playing. He is, I used to laugh at myself on that, but now I just—he's fucking annoying. I'm not playing the evil Ryan. What I made mean, did the song with my mouth. E- evil, are you excited? Evil versus Sonata in a lumberjack match for the title. Where at? Is that going to be an impact in Chicago? <laughs> no, but Will Ospreay's going to be there. I know. Are we going both nights? What? When is it? The 20th of October. I will be in Las Vegas again. Do, 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 do. Where are you going to the uh, New Japan show? No, I'm going to TwitchCon. TwitchCon. It's a big like con for people who are affiliated with Twitch. So they put you up in your own room? No, we have a um, my my buddy. She has a uh, um, what should we call it? A timeshare down there. You have a lady friend. It's it's just Ash. Oh, she has a timeshare in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's tight. Yeah, so we're just we're gonna go down for TwitchCon. Like, I I almost am like, man, I I want to just throw in PTO 
and just stay there the rest of the week because then I'll be there for fucking New Japan. Yeah. See, Julia. Because we leave on Monday and New Japan is like the following Friday. Do it. And I want to see Julia. You know what would be the only thing that would be better than seeing Julia live at that show, Alex? What's that? Would be if this guy was here. Dragon Daya! (laughs) Damn, what if he was? What if he he, was the Kaito Kiyomiya to to Julia? He should... should, They should get him to do the Super Junior. Yeah, why didn't he take part of that Philadelphia one? It was just Shun Skywalker, right? He was the only Dragon yeah. Gate representative. Yeah, Shun's still not. I guess Shun's back this coming weekend, but he's been gone uh, doing doing U.S. stuff again. And apparently mm-hmm. he keeps leaving to do U.S. stuff because he's getting paid. Like, he's making more in America than in uh, Dragon Gate. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm he sure. just keeps leaving. And it's like, man, I'll tell you what, watching that Corican show, well, it, it just you could tell the vibe was a little flat without Shun Skywalker there. Like, the more and more I watch Dragon Gate and I don't see Shun Skywalker, the more he continues to climb my ranking for Wrestler of the Year type nods. <laughs> and he's only just, wrestled, what, five months out of the year in Dragon Gate? But then, like, but it, that, my point being, I guess, is... But it, it matters. It shows how valuable he is. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I, I let me let me we'll we'll get we'll get let me let me ask you this before we go into Dragon. I know Dragon Gate's not in the run sheet. I know we had the Endeavor thing. Do you have any, anything else you you have on the Endeavor and the merger? Because I really don't yet until we see what's going on. No, I mean it's just essentially you know kind of like we talked about you know the possible streaming home for their weekly sh- television. Uh, <laughs> I mean they're getting what the Raw this uh, last week's Raw, not the one that happened last night. Uh, the lowest of all time, besides like a, a best of episode, so that's kind of interesting. Also, uh, it'll be interesting what that does with the streaming and just the ad revenue, how that comes from streaming, especially if you don't have commercial, you know, non commercial subscriptions. So, uh, it'll be interesting how, how all that goes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Like I said, end of an era, VKM, uh, sliding his way back into power, but uh, yeah. Um, RIP to the territories. He has more power in Endeavor and TKO than Dana does. Also, really? Mm-hmm. I I didn't read it, but I saw it, and I didn't really go into it. But <laughs> I, I saw I it. That said dastardly mustache. I tell you, <laughs> somebody superimposed. I just I totally realized and this is way off topic, but our call in number is different than what it usually is. It's not one three four seven eight five seven ten sixty. It's five six three nine 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 thirty seven thirty. That's weird. Nine nine. Um, that is weird. Uh somebody super impo- Was it Demetrius that sent it to us? Where it's him at the like the in in New York. Oh and, no, uh, that was me, bro. Bell. That was yeah, that the was best you. thing ever. With the do rag on. <laughs> yeah, fucking do rag Vince showing up. Why didn't he come out in that? Oh my suit? god. I watched an interview um, with Lashley, and somebody was like, "We got to ask you, what was it like working with Vince McMahon?" And he was like, "He's like, ah, oh, you know, I know people. He's got a bad rap and whatnot, but I, he was great. Everything was was what do you want to do? He was, he wanted to do everything to get me over, and I, I just, you know, I feel like I, I have a good rapport with him, but that's just that's just me." 
And somebody goes, what about the do-rag? And he just starts laughing. And, and somebody was like, ask, trying to ask him where it came from. And he's like, I have no idea. I don't remember. Somebody said something <laughs> and he just did it. And like, it was like a joke that turned into him realizing how stupid he looked that it just became a thing. <laughs> and, and it went from like a one night thing to, I just won the title. Let's do it again. To hey look I got one that matches my suit coat to it it so on and so forth and like it was just like a running joke like kind of like we always joke with Demetrius about oh what kind of do rag is he gonna have on this wrestling show like it became that like where everyone's like oh, I wonder what they're gonna have Vince wear tonight type thing. <laughs> that's funny oh my god Which, you know and that's why you know he, he piece of shit in our in RL but. You know, in in the the escape of being a pro wrestler, that's why he is one of the greatest heels of all time. Is because he shows ass and he accepts it and rides it out better than most people do. That's true. what makes a great that heel. Is true. What nobody in their right mind would wear a fucking do rag in a suit with a or a sweatshirt with a sleeveless shirt over the sweatshirt and MMA gloves and a do rag. But this guy, and he looks like a moron, and it was amazing. It was amazing, and I wish it would happen all the time. <laughs> it's just one of those things. How could you, you know? not? How could you not? <laughs> um, but it, that even reminds me, too, of, like, with, I, I just read this, too, talking about, you know, the heels being, like, the real nice guys. Did you see that thing Chris Statleather said? Uh No. She's like, I, I hate to say this because he's a real piece of shit, but uh, the reason I'm in AEW right now is because MJF wouldn't stop, sh- wouldn't shut up to Tony Khan about me until he got oh, me wow. in the door because of how good he thought I was and deserved a shot. And he's like, so she's like, I mean, I might have got there at some point. That's you know, that's how it kind of goes. But if it wasn't for, unfortunately, for Maxwell, I wouldn't be here. Like, wow. so she doesn't want to give him credit, obviously, because, but like. You know, yeah. once again, it's like, you know, I've I even had that kind of a sense of way, you know, when I, when we did the interview, like he he wouldn't if he was a douchebag like that, he wouldn't be playing around and sitting down talking to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's That's my true. favorite baby true. face. I I don't think there's the anybody in professional wrestling who walks down the aisle and high fives the fans better than, than MJF. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a fan um, when it all comes down to it. Oh, uh, yeah. You can so tell that he's such it. a mark. He understands it, yeah. I mean, look but at my, all the legends that he's got to talk to over the last couple of years oh. and, and probably learn, you know, and, and everything along those lines. So it's wild. He, he posted a picture about how um, – he was like, no big deal, just uh, doing batting practice with the Mets today. He's like, it's weird how when you're told one thing and you decide you're going to make things happen regardless. And he's like, you know, something like that. And he posts some other message at the end of it. It's him as a kid in the Mets jersey in the crowd, like, taking a picture. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, this dude just, he gets That's it. That's very cool. Business, man. It's like, um, I, I know it wasn't on the topic, and I'll make this a quick quick discussion question, but um. I, I don't know if you if you ever got a chance to go in and watch that uh, debut of uh, Takumi Nishikawa. I did not, um, unfortunately. I heard so, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I sent you that pop that he got, which was remarkable. 
Um, and then he beats Diocletian and everything. And he's been going on. He's been beating people at these. He's been getting all the wins at the shows as of late. He was he was getting uh, like winning chop wars against Yamato the other day. Like they're just they're they're doing a ton of shit with them. Gata Origin, I think, is next month. And really? if you're gonna go, if you're like going all in on this guy, do you think you put him in there with Madoka Kakuda and have him squash him and just put the fucking title on this guy oh. and, just, and just do it? I mean, it wouldn't be beyond Dragon Gate, so I would say if if he got a great reaction like you're saying he is, and if you think he's gonna draw you money. Then yeah, I mean, how's Kakuda been doing since he has been champion attendance wise? I mean, you, you keep up that. You keep I, I think up they've been pretty. doing good. I mean, I, I think they still draw pretty well. I I think still the, the number money, two right, company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think you could. I think theoretically, you you could consider Stardom the number two company, but I think you also have oh. to factor in that Stardom is kind of New Japan, in my opinion, still too. Mm-hmm. Like it's different, but it's still Bushi Road. Like they, yeah, when they true, ran. True. Um, which I'm still a piece of shit, not finished, but uh, the the big Budokan Hall show they ran with Tam and Julia, which I need to get watched because it's September and I'm running out of time here. And you have that as like a match of the year. Um, mm-hmm. They outdrew New Japan that weekend at, in the wow. same building. So I, I definitely think Stardom's a big time player, but... Not mm-hmm. counting like Stardom New Japan, I, I would I would say Dragon Gate, and the, you know they tour, they run four shows a week, five shows a week. It seems like they're they're the most active of everybody, but they're doing this um, this 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 big angle with Big R Shimizu taking on all you know the new Reiwa Six, and I think the only one he's he just beat Strong Machine J. I think he's got. I think Ben K still has to wrestle. I could be wrong. Really, but um, you know the 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 end's got to be him versus Madoka Kikuda, and I would think if he's working working him, I mean, you could put the title on Big Boss. I mean, it's the best work I think he's done ever. I'm loving Big Boss Shimizu now, but mm-hmm. I also think if you can slow build. TN Revolution, as he's now going by, and you want him to be a babyface, I think you should just kind of keep him winning and winning and winning. I think you should have Shun Skywalker beat Kikuda and mm-hmm. give, give Shun another long run because of, I mean, he's just... What he's doing, yeah. He's just perfect. He's so fucking great. Have TN Is- win it at, at Worlds. You know, that's probably not a bad idea. Ten months going to Kobe is, is World. Is he and affiliated? Is he affiliated with anyone? No, he he's uh, he's still freelance. Okay, so that could work because I mean, who knows? Zebrats could be calling. Yeah, so I mean, and that could be one thing too, where eventually you know the Zebrats tries to pull him in, and then he's like, no, and then he yeah. goes through Zebrats and like he he goes through King of Gate by beating the different Zebrat guys. You know, you could put him against, like, Hill round one. You could put him against Kai round two, you know, so on and so forth. Or, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say you don't have Shun win and you you do a 
a program with shooting Diamante. Oh, and wait oh, on oh. Yeah. But Dragon Gate's got a lot. They're in a really interesting spot where I'm excited to see of how things are, are gonna 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 land soon. I'm trying to see if uh, what the date is for Gita Origin. Um I thought there I thought there was a damn date up for it, but maybe I'm wrong. Because Stormgate's going on right now. Stormgate goes to the thirtieth. So I think I think Gate of Origin is next month is next month. Okay. But I mean you know, we I, I look at uh this last show and you know, Tien uh Revolution defeats uh Royal Tanaka with the Agave in two thirty nine. I mean he's He's beating people quick and handedly, as he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinjuku face in October. I don't think he's booked on this show. No, he's not. That's a weird show. It's some Lex group or Lex group. Gata Evolutions in November. Gata Destiny is November fifth. So Gate of Origins got to be in October then. Because Dangerous Gate was in August, yeah. So I'm getting, and then, and then, okay, yeah, that sounds right. So I mean, I guess depending what you end up doing at Gate of Origin, then you got Gate of Destiny, and then obviously December we got Final Gate. I mean, I think it's Final Gate for. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I can't believe number four fifty two on the PWI five hundred. Uh, Mr. Chikachika himself. Oh, God. By, by action and ready. Oh, God. The, there is no way action and ready should be ahead of the Chikachiki Sensei. They're saying the Sensei is worse than Cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger 451. Ah! I, I just... PWI 500 guys, full list came out last week, and there is there is a, something named Unsocial Jordan at 421. Oh no, I, I was just bringing up Dragon Gate. We don't have to go into PWI, but I, I just can't believe oh. like Ben K is out of the picture right now at 451 yeah, or two. God, Ugh. I I just don't understand that. Which he's been more charismatic than some of the Puro wrestlers in any of the companies. Um, and doing great, you know, tag and faction work. It's just, you know, he's not the uh, the champion that he was a couple of years ago. But uh, I, I think definitely got disrespected on this list. And Hell hopefully yeah. I, he makes a change on that. This is, this is the best stuff he's done in, I think, years. You know, you, it's you like, figure... Because well, I would joke that he was the Roman Reigns when he was champ. Like, he was the guy they were trying to push down everyone's throats. And, you know, he was a good worker and whatnot, but it just wasn't working. And then he finally finds a character, you know, over the last year. And, yeah, he gets punished. Unlike Roman Reigns. <laughs> They're like, psych. That guy's thriving, but, yeah. Yeah, that just that just confuses me how you don't, you're not, you don't use him better. Like, or how, you, yeah. how he's portrayed at 452 like what do you that just tells me they just don't watch it 
Oh, 100. 100. Dragon Die is not even on the list, and he skateboards to the ring. <laughs> Take that, Cora Jade. <laughs> Hell no. Take that, Cora Jade. Uh, I, I, I think right now that, that uh, the Cheeky Cheeky Sensei is one of my favorite gimmicks. I, I, I like him. Gold class is finally great. Like I, Coach yeah. Minora is the, uh, the golden rose prince. Like, I think they're just great. It sucks. Minorita tore his ACL. So they had to vacate the, um, the triangle gate titles. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're, they're doing some really good stuff. And if you remember when they first started, there was, there was with Doi and uh, Kaito Ishida, there wasn't like a ton of direction. They weren't doing a lot. No, it was not. Um, so now they're running a six-man uh, tag team title tournament to crown the new champions. But one thing I just saw, um, do you know where Clive Iowa is? Uh, I heard of it, but I think it's like five, six hours from my house. Um, I wonder. Anyway, uh, we should, do, do you want to drive in December to Clive, Iowa? No, not in December. Why is the whole Dragon Gate going to be there? Um, let me, let's see. We're at the Horizon Event Center in Clive, Iowa. If I were to go directions... And just as an example, my location, three and a half hour drive. Okay. Um, December 2nd, first time ever dream match. Speedball Mike Bailey is taking on Masaki Mochizuki. Really? Hmm. Depending on the weather, and let's see how long. Seven hours. Seven hours for me. I, uh,. I might have to go see that, man. <laughs> Mochizuki and Speedball? Yeah, that would... Uh... I've never seen Mochizuki live. He was How did they get we Mochizuki? No. How was he there? Or how was he available for Clive, <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> I don't know. What gangster, what gangster shit is he doing in Chicago since it's close? <laughs> yeah. Like what else is Masaki Mochizuki doing? Yeah. I'm now searching for him on Twitter. Masaki <laughs> Mochizuki. What can can you tell hey, he posted a picture with where they're all where they're all sitting there on a on a magazine cover with Ultimo Dragon and that's old as hell. Um so he retweeted this. Let's see translate post. The fifth wow, morning of a five-game series. A post that woke me up with all my fatigue gone versus Mike Bailey. This might turn out to be the biggest singles match between Mochizuki and this year. That doesn't make sense, but I understand what he's trying to say, probably. I'm trying mm-hmm. to see if he's posted, like, I'm also going to be here doing this, or I'm also going to yeah. be here doing that, but he hasn't posted anything like that. I mean, shout-out to Wrestling Revolver for... Getting a legend. Shout out to Sammy Callahan. Oh, sorry. I'd rather watch it on Fight Plus. Where it's going <laughs> to be free. on. 
Yeah, we, we have three plus. I hate winter driving. Yeah, I I might have to keep tabs Seven on hours. Holy shit. It's it's shorter if I drive to you and then you drive to Iowa. Let's go. Carpool. Carpool. It's it's literally just straight down thirty five. We wow. we get on it takes three minutes to get on thirty five E. It takes three hours and twenty minutes to get there and then four minutes off of thirty five E. Wow. You know, we can, we can always like go to a, going to Elijah's beforehand. That would get us an hour and a half there already. Damn, halfway break. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, what up, Wait, though? so Elijah's, doesn't he live in Owatonna? Yeah, that's like a hour and a half down south. Hour down From south. From you? Mm-hmm. Wow, I always thought that was like 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes, but like a half hour at the latest. Wow, I didn't realize it was that far. Yeah, let's see. If I were to put in, we'll, we'll go to Casey's. Let's see. How do we? How do I click? Uh, I don't know how to navigate this thing. Whatever. Uh oh! Music boner alert. In sync will be on hot ones this week. Yeah, I saw that. That's Got tight. Got to suspense a little more. Uh, more time on on that sauce. It's gonna be good. <laughs> So Owatonna, yeah, Owatonna's an hour for me. No. Oh. So you get an hour down there shy, and, then, right? and then uh, relax and then go another two hours and go see Masaki Mochizuki and Mike Bailey. Or, <laughs> look, we'll, we'll buy Demtris a ticket. We'll make him drive since he drives now. That's, that's true. He owes a lot of driving. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of driving. It settles it. <laughs> But yeah, I just I, I wanted to just talk that Dragon Gate real quick, but uh, yep. uh where else do you want where, where do you want to go next? We answer hour number two, y'all. Our hour number two, y'all. Um, I mean, we let, let's break the elephants out of the room, I, I suppose. Uh, which of course is as we dubbed um, a turnstile gates, uh, AEW all out. <laughs> As, or all in, I apologize. It happened at the end of August in the, the jolly old uh, UK there uh, over at Wembley. Um, sorry, I have to. My Google wasn't working earlier, so it was kind of weird. But I, what, what did they announce it at? Like 81,000 plus, like Will Ospreay's getting tattoos. Tony Khan's touting the record. I mean, he should be excited for what they've done, you know, to begin with, especially without any matches or anything, you know, which is all elite wrestling's MO and it's, you know, always worked, you know, to, to be fair. Um, but essentially what, what came out uh, over the last week here, Ryan, it was the actual turnstile numbers that the government over out in uh, the UK there actually utilizes to track attendance actually came through at 72,265. Uh, now, it is not the quote-unquote record or whatnot uh, that still uh, apparently belongs to WrestleMania 32, but of course we all know the uh, the Titan number count uh, always is a shade, uh, or shady, I should say, uh, to, to begin with. But uh, what do you think about this number? It doesn't really matter when it all comes down to it. And can AEW do it again in 2024 when they return? I I think regardless, that's an impressive-ass number for a company who's 
four or five years old. Four years old, yeah. So I think they have that going for them. Um, I think because of the UK crowd, they definitely have a chance to. If you look at how those fans travel, not having to travel is going to sell the tickets themselves, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at some of the manias and they're half the fans. It's true. Um, That is true. So, like, I, I think... I think doing it once a year, you're always going to have that niche fan group that'll go. Maybe they do sixty thousand, but I tell you, if they do over forty thousand, to me, that's a success anyway. I mean, forty forty thousand is still like a five million dollar gate. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Uh, I do think too. One one thing that that I had heard um, was with, with the turnstile thing was um, yes, that's you know the, the number that walked in. But if if you think about it, there's, that's about a 10% less number, which there's mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking, too, that that could be just scalpers that couldn't sell their tickets. That's possible. Or, you know, people that got sick. I don't know if 9,000 would get sick or, you know, or whatnot. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of different factors. And, and I'm not you know, saying that, that, kind of come that around. changes. Like I'm, def- like I'm not trying to defend the number of it because I still think no. 75 is a fantastic number. But yeah. you know, if you if you look at it, a lot of times probably I, I think 10 percent is a good number of scalper scalpers tickets. 10, 15 percent, um, mm-hmm. probably even more with some of these. Like the first when we went to that first show, I mean, I bet you the scalpers were a third of the tickets. Really? Um, you know, talking to some of the people, I was like, oh, where'd you get your tickets? Oh, I, we got them from scalpers and spent X amount of money, but we had to go. You know, they got ripped off. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I don't know how that market is in the UK, so I don't really, can't, can't really talk on it. But if you figure 75,000 and they said 81 or whatever, that's 6,000 tickets, 6,000 people that are unaccounted for. You know, if you say you have, you know, a, uh, 500 scalpers. I mean, that's done buying 30 tickets, which isn't unheard of. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see it. And if that's the case, good. Thank, thank you, scalpers, for inflating their number and you losing money because you guys are <laughs> to begin with. Agreed, so that <laughs> that makes me even happier if that really is what happens. <laughs> but I, I think they're gonna. I don't think it's an Arthur Ashe thing. I I knew Arthur Ashe was was gonna. You know that that big of a, a venue and that mm-hmm. type of a, a of a setting. There's no way you're going to sell that many tickets. If if you sell five to ten, I consider that a win in 2023. Really? Yeah. They're at, because they're at what, like eight thousand, seven thousand. I mean, they yeah, they're what, never going to get that twenty last year. That twenty twenty five never going. Think of it this way. But Look then at, why run it? Why keep running that? Why keep running because these you're basketball still making stadiums? Money. One, it looks fantastic on TV. What? Because you're you get the overhead of of the visual of the stadium. Everybody, all the majority of the ticket sales are on the hard cam side, so your hard cam's full. It mm-hmm. lo- so it looks it looks great on TV. Yes, you're going to get those people who are going to post pictures on Twitter going, "Oh, look at the fans. There's no one on this side." Okay, well, people do that at WWE shows. People do that at Impact shows. What's the point? Okay, thank you for exposing the camera. <laughs> Impact shows. <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, it's true. Like, there was the last year's Bond for Glory. There was like 
two thousand people, you know, there, and the the hard can was just crazy full because that's where all the tickets kept sold. You know, they, or they, they were smart purpose. and moved everyone down there. Yeah, or they, and then maybe they do that here too. I don't know. I mean, yeah. remember, we'd see, remember we saw those we'd seen SmackDown tickets where there's like eight people on that side of the crit camera. Who cares? Yeah. It's it, that's your camera side. You're not seeing it's, that. But it's just where like the, the five product. shows that we've been to, they've just been full. But we're but we're also Minnesota. They AEW ran like three shows in a week and sold them all. We're we're yeah. we're a wrestling hotbed that people that they don't run enough because people suddenly don't think Minnesota's a hotbed anymore. So yeah. when we get these shows, it's like yeah. I mean, even even I went to a Raw with Jordan. And this is in the days where they were they made tag matches have to be two out of three falls because they didn't want to have action during the commercial, so they had to give a reason to have a break in the action. That era, I remember that era. And there was like fifteen thousand people there for it, and it was at the yeah. X. Yeah. And it was shit. Like it was like Ricochet versus the Miz, and then it, or no, yeah, then it like restarted into a tag match with like. Drew McIntyre and The Miz versus Ziggler and Ricochet, and they it was like a 40-minute segment. And I was like, okay, I get it. And I like Ziggler and Ricochet. But <laughs> it just, you know, people wanted to see it. I I just, if you're, I guarantee you tomorrow, when you watch Grand Slam, aesthetically it's going to look great on TV, and that's what you want. <laughs> you know, it's, to me, this is the reality of what that building is going to sell. They're never, this is, if they run this building next September, it's going to be the same amount of tickets I think this year they're going to have. Because you can't say their storylines are shit. They're putting on great wrestling. I mean, all out, we didn't even order, and that was, and we, we watched it and were shocked how good it was on a week notice. Mm-hmm. But look at when. The very first SmackDown on Fox happened. They they popped a 4.0 number. Now they sit in like the one and a half two range because they, it's it's the new thing. Grand Slam was a new thing at Arthur Ashe. They've never nobody's ever ran Arthur Ashe. Someone's gonna go watch it. Then they do it again. And it's like oh let's try it again. But not as many are gonna go. And then now this year it's hey it's it's the casuals that are going and you know. We'll have to see what happens with the walk-up. It's, it's Fox, SmackDown. It's, hey, we're going to pop this big number because it's brand new. And then once everybody gets comfortable, now you just have the normals that watch it. That's what this is. That's why I, don't, I wouldn't take it bad. I bet you they, they're making a, a fine amount of money on the ticket sales over what they cost to rent it. I mean, that venue really? doesn't get rented out every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I think we're... You know, yes, it, it goes back to fantasy football. People could people could take a number and they can make everything look terrible or make everything look like the greatest thing in the world. It's just the way you want to spin it. I'm choosing to spin it in a positive light. I, I don't want think, to do it that way. I think the light is is it's kind of in the middle now. It'll be interesting what because I mean without Warner, I, I I don't know. It's it, it just seems especially with all the inner turmoil. I think that's finally kind of dying down. Uh, it'll be interesting what WWE does, you know, with them being a big player, you know, kind of yet again, if they're even willing to branch out to sign their stars anymore, uh, you know, meaning the, the enemies. I, I know the rumor is, uh, even though it's technically a done deal, you know, Jade Cargill 
is heading mm-hmm. to the WWE now, you know, after her contract ends, you know, after having that, you know, historic reign, you know, either which way you look at it, you know, it's, it's something that we've seen her develop, uh, you know, still, still green, but again, that character, you know, again, could have been tweaked, you know, a little here and there instead of, instead of the, uh, you know, uh, that bitch show and, you know, cut the shit, Shivani, you know, it was cute for a while, but, you know, seven, eight months in, you're like, eh, but, you know, I, this, the stage, you know, that the WWE can provide for Jay Cargill, they, what, what they're good at is they're, they're good at hiding flaws yeah. of their wrestlers, where AEW still has yet to figure that out since we see flaws on a week by week basis still. Uh, but that's anywhere, don't get me wrong. But again, a little bit more, you know, kind of conceivable, you know, when you watch a Dynamite Rampage or sadly now Collision. Uh, but no, I, I think Cargill is, is, I mean, if she listens to that system, I think she could adapt really, really well and be perceived as a superstar as she as she was portrayed as, but definitely on a larger scale. What do you think, and how do you think, uh, Jay Cargill will do, especially now where she hopefully will be in a, a program, uh, not with a wrestler, uh, but with many wrestlers and, you know, kind of in the dark. What are your thoughts, Ryan? I don't know. I mean, I think she's got star written all over. Um, we've all kind of thought that. I just, it, it just depends on what they, like, you know, I, I see that they have all this Supposed they're already planning big things for her on the main roster, but they also just decided to have big things by bringing back Nia Jax. And God bless America. I I swear she's injured five people already since coming back, it seems like. Really? Yikes. (laughs) You know, so I, I think she'll be fine. I think they'll make her look okay. I don't. I think they're banking on she's going to have a bigger fan base when she mm-hmm. gets on the TV. Whereas I think she will attract some, some familiar eyes, but I also think it'll just be somebody. I just, I don't think she has the longevity enough to get to have that recognition yet, but I think mm-hmm. you will get the AEW people who will turn it on just to see, you know, Hey, let's check it out and see what she's doing because it's not like where, you know, your WWE fans are your, this is all we do is we watch wrestling on Mondays. You know, AEW fans oh, are fans of fan wrestling where they watch, they watch everything. Yeah. I you mean, know, yes to no, judging by that Raw number last week. Yeah, I don't know what I happened. I don't know. They're, they're kind of, they're, I mean, unless <laughs> you like, get someone like. You, you know, you, like, I look at, I look at like Collision, right? Kind of like, you know, I brought up with what we were talking the last time where, you know, the numbers are kind of the numbers where it's just a matter of what's going on, where it's the CM Punk show, but the lowest rated show had Punk in the main event or one of the highest had the Young Bucks on it. You know, so it kind of like it's such a double standard with it where I think not, now... Not their segments, though. Not their segments. And, and that may be true, but I mean, when you look at the overall... Pay, Warner Brothers is going, okay, give me the piece of paper that shows me what's going on. I think they're now settling into what they're going to be until they're never going to pop a number. If it's not like June, July, August, I don't think 
and I think now we're starting to settle in. You look at the the go home show to all out. Um, you know, had had the lo- the, the go home to all out. Ironically, is the lowest demoed show that they had, but they're also going against payback, which was a free show. Mm-hmm. You know, three hundred forty five fans. 345,000. But if you look at last week, they got a .15 in the demo. The week before, a .15. Uh, the week before the, the all-out all go-home, they had a .16. Before that, a .17, a .17, a .13. This is what collision is now. This is what they got to realize. It's just going to settle in and beat. You're, you're not going to beat Shadur Sanders having the most watched evening game in the history of college football at a 9.3 million people. This was the the fifth most watched game in the history of ESPN college football. Really? You're not going to you're not going to compete with that. I'm sorry. It's just it's not going to yeah. happen. You know, and if you 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 could tell when college football started because the devil went down. Mm-hmm. This is this is where collisions going to live because it, the shiny new thing was great at first. Point three three, point two one, point two one, point two, point two seven. Now we're starting to get down into the point two, point one eight, point one seven, point one. This is where they're going to live is in the teens. It just it is what it is, you know. And then college football ends and watch it go back to like a point two, point two one. But if you're if you're Warner Brothers, you know, tell me what was on Saturday night on June 10th on TNT. I'm sure it didn't get a point three in the demo or a point one five in the demo. So they have to. I mean, they got to be happy with what they're doing. It just, I just. I think. So, but... I think too many people, and and this took me a while myself even. So I'm not even talking about like the general public, but that this aspect of having an issue because it took me the time, but I think we got to get out of living in the, living in the light of, man, they had bad ticket sales. There's only 3000 seats. That's not what they're selling anymore. They're selling ads. It's all about selling content. How much, how many shows can you put on a week for me to give me content for my network? I don't care how many. I'm not going to give you a billion dollar contract based on you having ticket sales. That's fantastic. But we did just we did the same numbers when there was no fans during COVID. So mm-hmm. you're, and I think that's what ultimately changed a lot of the landscape with these, with these TV deals and shit. Was was a lot of that? Like they, these companies know they don't have to sell tickets to make money anymore. Which is why I think a lot of the shows, especially AEW, I give them the biggest fault at this. They they sell empty cards. They don't have to sell you a card anymore. If you're gonna go, you're gonna go no matter what. Mm-hmm. If if dynamite is ten minutes from your home, or or raw is ten minutes from your home, you're probably going to want to go see a wrestling show just because it's right there. You know, they, they don't have to tell you. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> I guess I don't know if I want to sit through a three-hour roster. You might be right. You don't want to hear. You're looking at me. You look. Or wait, that's SmackDown. Uh, whatever the song is, they yell. You know, but like people aren't. Well, I, I want to go to Iowa for Mochizuki Bailey. That's how you sell me to travel. I don't need to yeah. travel for the big stuff. If I want to go, if SmackDown's here and I feel like going to a wrestling show, I'll go and I won't know one thing about it, but I'm going for the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You're and going they, for the talk. 
<laughs> and I, you know, and that's just my my take, my opinion on the whole thing is, I, I you know, and, and taking that back to the tickets with with all in, I just I don't think, I don't think it's that big of a worry, and I think that's why you got to run it again because if you do half of the amount of seats, you're going to sell the money. If you you run. Arthur Ashe next year for the, and, and sell the same amount of tickets, you're still making money because you, you didn't have to spend as much as you made to run that show. And now you got mm-hmm. content. You're, they, they get to run Dynamite and Rampage at this menu. So you're getting four or three hours, two different time slots of TV time in the same venue. And, th- and Warner Brothers has got to be going, hell yeah. There's another week of content. They didn't, we, you know, nobody even had to travel other than the first time. <laughs> and that's why oh. I think now that the taping shows is so much more valuable than it used to be where people would use that against, Oh, raw sucks. They don't, they're not live like nitro. I don't think that matters anymore. I, I don't know. I don't tend to watch. Like, I, I don't think I've watched a rampage in eight months just because I see all the results and I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, I, I pick and choose. I, I'm with you. I'll I'll look and see if there's anything I want to watch. If there's not, I just delete it off the DVR. Yeah. But I think casual fans just turn it on because it's wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, that's you know Warner Brothers is getting their content. They're they they got wrestling. They have NBA. They got hockey. You know, they have March Madness. You know, they're they got content. That's all they want. You got baseball. That's yeah, the they got thing. baseball. Hell yeah, good call. They got the playoffs coming out. I mean, shit. That's their. Yeah, I, they have the. That's got to be their biggest playoffs. money maker, right? Or is it the NBA? Ah, that's tough. I, that's a good question. I wonder, because they, don't they get all the NL games and then Fox is yeah. the AL? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good question. I wonder what they make. Maybe the NBA because. It could I be think, a little longer. And I think the you know the the the. The pregame show with Ernie Johnson and Shaq and Kenny Smith and and oh, Barkley. Huge ad revenue that they recoup from that. Yeah, sure. they, oh. I bet they make a pretty penny off of that shit. Who are these mooks that are holding the NXT tag titles in this champion picture? I'm looking at. You have Noam Dar holding a trophy. You got some guy with a hat wearing a tag belt. You got a Mysterio holding a belt. You got Carmelo Hayes, who's tight. And then you have Becky Lynch as the women's champ. But who are these people again holding the tag belts? Um, and, why, and why am I happy that the Grizzled Young Vets are back again as the Grizzled Young Vets? Oh, they didn't, they didn't quit like everyone said? Oh, they got, re- they got released. They are back being the GYV. Good. I didn't need the dyad or whatever they were. Zach um, Gibson. Who is it? Tony D'Angelo and Channing Two Stacks Lorenzo, I think are their names. He looks like bootleg MJF. <laughs> Those are the that's the dude who was like he was like, I stopped doing the Greco Roman because Greco Roman didn't pay me enough. <laughs> Way back. Speaking of pain to- though. Do you get Becky Lynch a raise for getting over 800,000 people with the title win against Tiffany Stratton? Almost getting to that AEW number yet again? I I think Tiffany Stratton's a lot better than I thought or people think. 
watch oh, her. And I'm like, man, she's 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 not. But Tiffany Stratton bad. wasn't popping that number. Becky Lynch was popping that number. Well, you told me Dom was popping the number. Well, he was, but she got it to an extra like fifty to a hundred thousand. I I think it's smart doing the crossover. They should have been. I think they should have been doing this a lot more. It's been great. Oh, agreed. Years ago, like Dragon Lee time. was on Raw this week. Oh, how cool is that going to be, man? And next Monday, he's wrestling Dominic Mysterio for the North American title on Raw. And he's going to win it. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> no, but it gives them exposure to them. People say, wow, he just beat the most hated man in pro wrestling, yeah. typed in booze or not. Let's check him out on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's. It, I I think this is what they should have been doing. When when Adam Cole came up when they when they were panicking, and yeah. they had Cole do those two shows and he won. That they should have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> oh, poor Keithley. <laughs> like, like, why are you not? You have an opportunity to utilize something to build a third brand like you wanted, and yeah. then you don't do it. And now you by being with people that you can learn from. Yeah, I just it doesn't like shit on Baron Corbin or not. That guy's been on the main roster for six, seven, eight, ten years. He has to know a little bit of something to you know kind of tell these people like, hey, I've had this protective finisher for a reason. You Mm -hmm. know, this is how I can help navigate. I think it's great, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Again, another great example. The guy can work. He knows the politics, and he can yeah. help that younger talent. If he's not going to be, you know, champion, uh, intercontinental champion, or anything like that, he's going to say, "Hey, I'm going to bring more eyes, and I'm going to be utilized." I mean, it's essentially mm. like going to the Indies. You know, it's just yeah. hey, it's developmental, but I'm also helping develop these wrestlers that are, you know, are trying to make it you know, where I've been at, you know, and will continue to be. So, I mean, it, it, it's a win-win, I think, and it's a great experiment, experiment that hopefully will keep, you know, kind of going. But like you said, it should have been happening the last five, six like, years. I love what they did like a month ago with Rollins where they they try, they, they wanted to make Carmelo Hayes. Like, yes. He is a star. When, when, when they, when, because when he worked the Indies as Christian Casanova, he was like becoming a name. Slowly but mm-hmm. surely, he was starting to get over and more over out on the East Coast. I think it was the East Coast he worked. I, I gotta Google it, but um, like I think he's tremendous. Like he is. I, yeah, he's from Massachusetts. That's what I thought. Yeah, he, he was an East Coast guy. Um, who was his first match against? I wonder. He His lost to a guy named Mike Webb at CW Cold Fury Littleton at the Opera House in Littleton, Mass. And then in the second uh, match, he lost, he, he lost to Anthony Green in a tag title match. Shout out to the good-looking guy. <laughs> Noah! That's tight. Um, in his prime, who wins? Derek Fury or what's his name? Claudio Casanova? Uh, Christian Casanova. I like Claudio Casanova better, but but who Claudio wins? Claudio Casanova. That's tight as well. Uh, Christian Casanova. Sorry, don't just... Uh, uh, Daredevil, Derek Fury, or Jade Cargill? Um, Jade Cargill, because Demetrius would probably be like, eh, eh. 
But do you think if she gave him a backbreaker, that it's, <laughs> it would be like <laughs> Bane and Batman? If she gave him a backbreaker, it would look she like would break him will, in half. It looked like when Will Osprey did that 720 backbreaker to Michael Oku at that <laughs> Rembro show. <laughs> <laughs> Back in top. February, when o- oh. right in front of Oku's wife, when he's like, "Yeah," and Oku just, his body, I think his head touched his ass. He spent him so hard. Oh man. oh man! But you know that guy's the fifteenth best wrestler in the world. You know me, right? Yeah. Fuck me. But he's I, number I think, one, right? Or like, seventeen? Excuse me. 17, Masha Slavovich is 15. What am I thinking? Fucking A. Carmelo Hayes, 13, was above Will Ospreay. Um, I, just, I, think, I think Carmelo Hayes is going to be okay for the fact that he's, you know, he's 29, and he's coming in, I think, at the most perfect era for a guy his size in this company. Yes. Yep. Like he dodged a bullet, I think, because he he's just charismatically he's great, and I think his work is great, and I I'm a big fan of the whole obviously the whole Lakers thing because I'm a Mark. Mm-hmm. But I just I think his presentation's good, and I I think they're booking him well, and he got the rub with Rollins. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Obviously thinks this guy's a star. I mean, I think everything I've heard is Shawn Michaels thinks this guy's the future of the business. So he's got the right people behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's good because he can work, man. And the last time the company was behind somebody, you talk about Baron Corbin, which was kind of what they were behind. And then they made him go out and admit that he was the reason Raw ratings sucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great angle, guys. But go, going back to Carmelo Hayes, though, I mean, shout out to Trick Williams, finally, you know, kind of breaking through, showing a little bit more of a character, wrestling a little bit more. And I, I think that tandem has also been beneficial for both, especially yeah. for Trick Williams, no doubt. But definitely for, for Hayes to bounce off of someone, uh, you know, kind of, I mean, not saying that Trick Williams was a towering over him a la Diesel, but, you know, kind of like how we have, you know, that, that Diesel HBK thing, you know, not only with uh, with Ricky Starks and Big Bill, which I think keep that ship going. That could definitely manifest into something really, really well for both guys. But with them, you know, I, I think at the NXT level and, of course, when the main guy running the show is Shawn Michaels, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's, you know, you can only see the, com- the comparisons there, but yeah. Uh, yeah well, NXT, I mean, I, I, I wish they had a compilation of like good stuff instead of like weeding out all the bad stuff, but maybe I'll, I'll have to give it a shot. That's, that's the one good thing too about that was, I think, um, I think trick Williams charisma helped get that charisma out of, Carmelo yes. Hayes, whereas Carmelo Hayes was so good in the ring, you could hide and not have to use um, Trick Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm looking Agreed, back yeah. at some of these. He's, so he's got four, Carmelo Hayes is four pages on on um, cage match. Cage match and page one is he's had 88 matches in NXT. Um, and he's had recorded 390 total. So, like, oh. you can tell he's not a guy who was a, a performance center guy just by watching him. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm looking at uh, the 2020 GCW for the Culture show when they when they were finally able to have fans, or when they ran that weird building in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, he he. It was 40 acres. PB Smooth and Trey Lamar defeated Culture Season, which is Christian Casanova and Tasha Steeles, and Top Flight, Airwolf and oh, Andre Dorado. Wow. That's right. <laughs> uh, show before that, Black Label Crowley wrestled ACH. Uh, he lost to Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed. Before that, uh, at Beyond, he beat Blake Christian. And he was working a lot of people on the, on some of these. He went to a time limit, or at 15 minutes, defeated uh, Christian Cat, or defeated Flip Gordon. Um, he defeated Richard Holiday at NEW. <laughs> he, he went for the Limitless World Title. But he lost to Anthony Green again. <laughs> guys, baby. But there's a lot of like he beat Ken Doan uh, before he oh, also nice. became an agent in in CW in Chaotic Wrestling uh, for the heavyweight title. He did defeat Anthony Green though the same year. <laughs> but you know, so he's he had worked a lot of like people. Him and him and Richard Holiday lost the solo darling and Willow Nightingale, the bird and the bee, they were called. Mm-hmm. Um Russell John Silver in twenty nineteen. Speaking of Richard Holiday, uh he was uh at an NXT tryouts. Uh that just happened uh what yesterday, today? Yeah. Um but uh, definitely uh, a friend and a former tag team partner with one uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, whose contract is up in 2024. Uh, possibly a uh, kind of play, which I thought Holiday was, you know, I know he was backstage at AEW, you know, recently. Uh, I believe he just, you know, finished a, a battle uh, with uh, a type of cancer here. Um but yeah, him him kind of showing up at the NXT. I'm not sure. Did you watch any of that MLW during that era? Um, do you know? Well, what do you know about him besides, of course, him being you know kind of part of with Hammerstone as well? Yeah, um, they were uh, an MJF. They were the, uh, they were the dynasty in uh, the MLW. dynasty. They they obviously stole that from me in 2005. Damn. I ran the dynasty, and MJF was in like grade school. And he was like, what's this MCW thing, Mom? I like Ryan Cook and Derek Ferry and NBC and Jason Sage. <laughs> Shout out New Year's Eve 2019. Carmelo Hayes defeated Tony Deppin at Beyond. Nice. But, uh, no, I, 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 I personally like didn't get to see a lot of MLW because I didn't have BN Sports. Okay. So I couldn't watch it. But I would I would catch the stuff that was on like fight that I could bootleg, but mm-hmm. I I like your big brain thought that you had with this Richard Holiday thing, man. Yeah, where it could possibly be a nice uh, caveat, if you will, in signing one MJF. Uh, you know, definitely. You know, with, with him kind of getting back into the ring after his illness and his battle with cancer. Uh, you know, it could be something where he wants to, you know, kind of team back up uh, with his friend on, on a pretty big grand stage. Uh, hell, why not throw in a Hammerstone in there? He definitely has the look. Uh, get that, you know, kind of trio back in there together. Uh, if Tony Khan doesn't, you know, kind of throw the uh, the Brinks trunk at them, 
but this Endeavor deal, you know, might, might prove to be a big difference there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I could kind of see that as a, a nice, you know, selling points, if you will. Do you think there's any chance that he is not going to just pay whatever MJF wants? Like, if you're Tony Khan, is there no – like, is there anything that you – like, you can't let – like, there's nothing you can do to let him leave, right? I agree, but, I mean, I could see WWE just saying, you know what, let's just throw it at him. Let's just put, you know, stick right in their side and, and let's kind of, you know. I, I could see him being vindictive, and I could see MJF possibly saying, hey, let me go on the grand stage. He told the NXT story. He's been a fan his whole life. He's went to the meet and greets as a kid. He had a wrestling-themed birthday, or, uh, sorry, about mitzvah. Uh, you know, in his blood, he's a mark, like we said. Uh, and and why not see where you can go? Why not while also getting some money, and and kind of being that big attraction? I, I think yeah. he's kind of getting to you know not that mainstream level yet, but he's going the Mets games, even though they definitely had a huge slide. You know, especially with the prediction on what they were supposed to do, you know, this season. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to Mets games. He's doing, you know, press, you know, in London. He's, he's you know, getting on hot ones. He's still only 26 or 27. So, you know, definitely, you know, maybe AEW ha- doesn't have those facets that the E will have uh, and does currently have. So I-, I could see him being, hey, I've done what I've done. I've, I've manned this company. You know, I- I've created a lot of memories. I- I've grown you know, since, you know, being on the Indies and, and being the opener at All In, the original in 2018, to then main eventing and, you know, five years later it, with 72,000 people, uh, let me see what WrestleMania brings me. Let's see what they run me with my best friend. Oh, yeah, another piece of, uh, you know, a possible signing, the American uh, Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I... I and and maybe this is just wishful thinking on my end, but I think being the mark that he is in, in that aspect for the business, I think it's all the work, and he was never planning on leaving. And that's my why, hope. Why not try it? Why not try it? Because you, if I'm MJF, I'm now. I'm now the top guy in a company that is an infant that is already competing and making my my one competitor nervous. Mm-hmm. Why not see how far I can take this thing five years from now? Who like like where can where the only thing that you really I mean I don't sense there's any down for him coming soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter I mean, of... I mean, like you said, he's one of the biggest faces right now in the company. And once he can flip that switch, we know he can do. You can easily go, you know, with, you know, the you know the 2024, the bidding, mm-hmm. the bidding war, if you will, uh, and, and kind of play that off, you know, a la, you know, one of his wrestling heroes at one time, CM <laughs> Punk did, in many companies, uh, RIP. So... I think there's a lot to play, but I mean, let's be real, man. Loyalty isn't as big, even though Tony Khan seems very loyal to, to a certain amount of people. 
But uh, I, I think when it comes down to it, Cody's the one who kind of showed him the ropes, if you will, uh, you know, kind of during All In, the original. And then, of course, you know, with the inception of AEW, uh, I think he's kind of more of a bigger focal point than the elites are. Um, I think Tony Khan's the only one that, you know, maybe, you know, he has his ear. But, yeah, he's got his Long Island, you know, wrestling, you know, kind of circle there as well. But again, I think Cody Rhodes and, you know, Ricky Starks, whenever his contract's up, the E will definitely be throwing some money his way because, again, you have that Rhodes influence. Mm-hmm. And again, that bigger spotlight. I just, I, I think if, I think if you had to ask you about MJF and Ricky <laughs> Starks, I think Starks will leave before MJF. Oh, for sure. But I, I think MJF's also thinking, hey, I'm going to be at my peak. I'm going to be 27, 28 years old. I can be a household name where he's not a household name yet. You give him six months in the WWE, that guy's on everybody's miles. Oh, I, I I don't disagree with that, but I do think he has to know that the amount of leeway that Tony Khan gives him to work these angles that get him over, he's not going to get there. There is no uh, way we'll in see. hell. We'll see. I, I'm just saying, like, like just, just be honest with me. There's uh-huh. no way the WWE is going to let him play the dirt sheets about him skipping a sign in an autograph meet and greet and flying back to Long Island and skipping a paper. No, but I think, I mean, that because we realize Tony, and we know Tony Khan is a pushover. So, of course, you know, that, that kind of happened without consequence. Um, or no, that was planned by the two of them he, the whole time. Because he realizes that WWE is a way bigger company that pays a lot more and you know the politics alone I, I no he's not going to pull that stuff again but, AEW is still technically minor leagues comparable to you know the big business that is the WWE so he I knows mean, he can't like, pull that shit but how do you, how do you know that that Tony Khan wasn't behind that whole angle to even begin with I mean, you don't know, but I, I, I don't think they're, no. I just, I, no. I don't know. I, I truly think that, that, I think a lot of the stuff that hits the internet with AEW is a lot more planned than most of the stuff is. I think, obviously, some of the stuff that we have gotten with mm-hmm. the elite shit is just not, I think I was, I, I'm taking the L on that. I was wrong on that one. I, it, it seemed like it was going to be, but then I feel like it totally took a like a, speed, a, a dip. But I just I feel like Tony Khan gives and MGS never going to be able to cut half the promos he's going to cut. There's no way he's going to be saying some of the shit that he says with the way that they have the anti-bullying campaigns and things like that. I mean, the way I mean, you watch SmackDown. Them? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh my God! Did you SmackDown? That whole Rock segment was quiet for most of it. You couldn't even hear anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I get it. If I'm if I'm that company, I don't I don't want to risk losing any of our sponsors or all of our money. You know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, but but again, you you're, you know you're in a different environment. Again, you he knows you can get away with that. As we know, that LA Forum you know, kind of rant on Tony Khan where, you know, you fucking Mark. Um, no way he does that statement. without clearing that. 
Correct. I mean, so, I mean, it was essentially his version of the pipe bomb. Um, because, again, that, that just shows more of a pushover. But, yeah, no, the, the, you definitely know that that was definitely a quote-unquote uh, work. And, and you want to talk about money, you know, high, who, who's the highest-paid guy in WWE? Uh, Roman Reigns, I'm assuming. Roman and Brock both make $5 million. John Moxley That's it, makes, huh? John Moxley makes six. Ew. So he makes more than... Um, Pac is getting $2 million, apparently, in AEW. Whoa, and he's not even doing anything. Apparently, so top 10 highest paid wrestlers. One of these, I I don't know. I, it, there's no way they're on there. I don't believe that shit at all. But... Whoa. Christian wow. better be with all these dead father memes. So as in twenty so as of twenty twenty two, um an AEW average salary is three hundred thousand dollars. The average WWE salary is like eighty thousand dollars. I thought it was like one twenty. Um Jericho, Omega, and Cody were all making three. Brandy, so Joey Janela at one time was making three hundred thousand dollars. That's, that's, that's probably disgusting. how he was able to afford that uh, personal trainer to get in shape like he got, yeah. <laughs> or by the roids he was on. Whoa! Apparently, Pac, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, and Dustin Rhodes are all making two million dollars. Dustin Rhodes making two million. Wow! John Moxie was earning an annual nine hundred thousand dollars. With the E. Yep. Hangman Page is also making three million as of twenty twenty two. Jesus. So So what did they get with the when they re upped their contract then? Before CM Punk was fired. I bet you Punk I, was all, making all I heard it was very lucrative. Well Punk I bet was the you, highest was, paid. Yeah, I bet you he was getting the same as Moxley, if not more. That's I, wild. I, so in and you know, obviously you, you look at it. Back in the day, or, or you know, obviously, I guess it's, I guess you don't know with, with the with the WWE thing now because they're not, you know, it's not Vince like that anymore. But you got to mm-hmm. figure that, um, yeah, MJF is making more than a million dollars a year right now. I would hope so. Um, so he's making he's making over ten times the E. But you, to your point, uh. Yeah, Joey Janela claims that that he was making over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you, Jesus Christ! You have a choice. You can. The, the, he said he claims. Joey Janela claims every contracted talent the AEW makes at least six figures. He said you have the choice for AEW to go wrestle on all the indies. All these top guys are getting paid six figures. Bottom card guys, bottom card are getting six figures. Top guys seven figures. The whole company is getting paid at least six figures. And we get to take indie bookings. That was seven months ago. Yeah, and they work one day a week. Yep. So lighter work schedule and are potentially more money. But at the end of the day, you've got to figure Tony Khan is worth seven times the amount of money Vince McMahon's worth. His dad is worth that. Well, you got to look at all the money he's made, though, with these TV deals. And I wonder if I let's see. Tony Khan Network. Uh, Tony Khan's net worth estimated in 2023. He's got to be a billion. 
Yep, is now up to one point five billion. Yeah. Because of the new Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah. So he's I mean he's this dude's making and they have this he makes all the he's got the soccer team where he's making a shit ton of money. Man, they hate him. The Jaguars <laughs> are they they're one and one now, right? Yeah. Damn. Shad Khan's net worth is twelve point two billion. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. Fuck me. But you know, so that's just what it was like but then again bumpers. It, it, it's, all I'm at the end of the day though too, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe Cody's in, but then again, I think it was always like Cody said, it was always his point to go back there. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't know what some of these guys' real intentions are. And and MJF being the Roddy Piper, I I don't necessarily believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. But that's where he's so good because he just got us to go into a segment we didn't plan on because of what he said. That's why this guy is what he is. Super. It's going to be interesting because here's the other thing now too is not only do you have MJF who's who's supposedly I'm doing quotation marks when I say supposedly, but so is Will Ospreay now. Yeah, six months. You know, does, what do you do to sign him? I mean, apparently, uh, Will Ospreay is in the uh, the eyes of the WWE because they want to get the the Europe division kind of running. Oh uh, and apparent and apparently, they are looking to offer Osprey where he is the lead of that uh, sector of the company, and he can stay in his native country with his family. Are you, where did you see this? Uh, wow, that's crazy. That's right. Yeah. I did, I want to, I'm trying to find that shit. Wow. I didn't know him and B Priestley broke up like a year and a half ago or two years ago. I was like, what? I thought they yeah, were Yeah, I didn't know it was forever. that far either. Yeah. Because I was like, when did she have a kid? Is that why she was off TV? And then totally different. Yeah, cause so the RIP last to... The last thing that I read was, so New Japan said Will Ospreay has no interest in joining the WWE. WWE also believes they don't need Will Ospreay or Kenny Omega anymore as Seth Rollins is the exact same workhorse in their eyes, that they don't need them. No. <laughs> Trips loves them. Hey, who are, Alex, who are we to say that Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay are better than Seth Rollins? He's number one in the PWI, okay? <laughs> Osprey and Omega are <sighs> 17 and 25. What kind of fucking wrestling opinion do we have? <laughs> you know, oh, my we, God. We, we, we say, we, we have never said, we have never been one that, that has went with Seth Rollins over Kenny Omega on that side. But I'll tell you what, PWI's got Jake Lee ahead of Kenny Omega. And I'm not even trying to shit on Jake Lee. It's just like... No. <laughs> it's weird and baffling that with a year of Cano that Cano has had over their whole June to June, how Jake Lee is above him just because he held a championship. Cano get Cano 35. I don't know who Alex Kane is, but he is not better than Cano. 
<laughs> Alex Keene. And to be Keen. fair, I don't I don't know if Cano should be above Zack Sabre Jr. I don't think Zack Sabre Jr. should be that low either. Yeah, yeah that that's a good sense. way to look at it. Is he, Maybe he doesn't beat him, but neither of the guys should be that low down on the list where no. uh, Drew McIntyre, who was gone for a quarter of the year, was is ahead of him. Masha Slamovich is above <laughs> them all. Sorry. No. Because she'd Alex be Kane, a bank robber. Alex Kane's the guy who um, beat Alex Hammerstone. Really? For the title. He is the uh, the leader of the Beaumayet Fight Club. So refresh He's, my memory, Ryan. Think of a... He looks like Powerhouse Hobbs if he wore a mouth guard and stopped working Whoa. out. <laughs> No, thank you. And that guy's above everyone we just mentioned. <laughs> Including Mike Bailey, who had a hell of a Super Junior tournament during that stretch. Oh, my Am God, I wrong? Mike Bailey. What? He, Kenta, oh. Kenta's 40? What? What? Wait, now, let me ask you this. Didn't we say... Kenta's 40? <laughs> Didn't... <laughs> I love Kenta, but God but damn, damn, that's ridiculous. His tweets against Punk alone have worked great within that stretch of June to June, but goddamn, his his in ring was not. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna even um, I'm gonna even piss you off even more about the Cano thing. Are you ready for this? Yes. Oh, God. Are you looking at the same list off of AIPTcomics.com that I, I sent you? I I am. What does it say the evaluation period is? Uh, July 1 to July 2023. On July 8, 2023, Alex Kane defeated Alex Hammerstone for the title. So he didn't even win the title in the period. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he's ahead of Cano. He's ahead of fucking Cano. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank God Wait, he's not ahead Nakajima? of Nakajima? If he was ahead of Shun Skywalker, I might have punch something. Katsuhiko Nakajima, who was in a main event after main event in Noah, I'm sure he held a championship. Reformed Access is at 120. <laughs> it's, it's like I said to you, this thing's got Konosuke and Akeshita at 126. But Kevin Blackwood is at 109. Fred Rosser is at 105. I'm fucking New Japan strong. How Bless you, what? Fred Rosser. But no. Katsuyori Shibata wrestled probably five matches. And I love Shibata. You love You're Shibata. Gonna... <laughs> Just like... You know who I... else is crazy? Billy Starks apparently is better than Katsuhiko Nakajima. <laughs> Billy Starks is also better than Michael Oku and D-Hawk. <laughs> and Takeshita. <laughs> and uh, Murder Grandpa. Oh, God. Ace Austin, like, she's better than Ace Austin. Excuse moi. I like Billy Starks. Kudos to the 18-year-old, but no. Like, another one that, that almost gave me a heart attack. Look at 93 and 94. You were almost going to oh, no. tell me that Dominic Mysterio's over Shatero Ashino, who won the, oh, the champion no. carnival? 
and no. was a tank champion for like seven months with the Goon Gear of Anarchy. And Get broke his leg. Yeah. Didn't he like he, bust uh, his he, shit uh, during the match? Yeah, in the finals, he earned his armor. I think his shoulder arm. His arm. Um, Still Russell. <laughs> Yeah, some of these are just. I'm, I am not disputing 135. She can she can stay. I'm all <laughs> yeah, about she's her. Fine. She's fine. Joey Janela over Yuki Yoshioka, who was a Dreamgate champion. No. <laughs> Sorry. Like you said, he got Sorry. in shape though. <laughs> yeah, but his big ass AEW contract that he probably wishes he didn't fuck around with. I'm, so. Let me yeah. ask you this real quick. Let me not to cut you off before you ask me what you were going to ask me. Do you think some of these guys who are no longer, after looking at these numbers that I found, do you think some of these guys kind of wish they would have uh, been a little smarter with how they acted and were in the company with the amount of money they were getting and not realizing that there is an end to the contract? Uh, I would say yes. Yes, they would. <laughs> like, um, Janela goes and has to work in somebody's backyard and just stiffs the guy because he's mad he's in the match. <sighs> Watch the main event of the last backyard show that they did that we that we loved that continued to get yeah. worse and worse every year. He's wrestling I mean, somebody I've never seen, and the whole match he's he's no selling him and he's just trying to hurt him and stiff him, and he's just. Aww. I'm like, well, get the fuck shame. out of here. Yeah, but he's just better than. Not, you don't get Brandy Lauren anymore and you're not getting paid. Don't take it out on us. But he's better than Yuki Yoshioka and Santos Escobar. <laughs> and the Miz, who has been awesome this year. And better than Juice Robinson, who's, again, the saving grace of the Big oh, Bang Club. He's better Shirt than Bino, Mark Briscoe. Tetsuya Endo. Better than Hoodfoot. <laughs> Fuck that. He is not better than Hoodfoot. Like, I just, I don't know. Some of these are really confusing to me. Um, but what's not confusing is, so, we, I mean, are we in unanimous agreement Will Ospreay is number one, correct? Yeah. I I, I, I dare anyone to argue. Like, I shouldn't I mean, say I dare, but I would love to. had a match of a lifetime January 4th against Omega. Had the sequel and, and back I, in June. To, to anybody who, like, and if you want to say Kenny Omega is number one, I would come back and say, to me, he's probably number two because Will was in those same matches. And if you get yep. rid of those matches, Will's year was better than Kenny's. Yes. Kenny worked less, and that's not his fault. He was suspended. I get that. I can't penalize him for that. But I can also tell you, if you take match by match, I mean, watching what, what Osprey did Oku. last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Oku was, I mean, right there. Uh, the, the Luke Jacobs match, who's like the new yeah. Walter to me. That match was tremendous. So, no, I just, I can't do it. But, uh, oh, no, that would have been June, so I would have counted. And and then he also had a G1 in there. He worked Okada. I mean, he had some shit with Shingo. Like, no, he's, I I think it's Osprey. And then if you want to go Omega second, fine. Won't argue that. But Seth Rollins is not ahead of either of those two guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he's over Roman Reigns? No, in the list, I think he's a. I, I think he might have had more matches, but in the context of keeping a kayfabe, no, he's not. I don't think he's had a Roman. Moxley deserving at number three. I think I think Rollins should be the lowest of the Shield guys. Okay. 
because do you think he should be in this top ten? In in the top ten at all, Seth Rollins. I mean, I guess I'd probably have to concede that at some point I gotta just not be just over him. So yeah, I, if you want to tell me top ten, fine. I if you want to replace him, you know, you want to take out Josh Alexander who was injured for part of the year. Go ahead. If you want to take out, I mean, I'm not taking out Orange Cassidy in the top ten. Uh, you know, Okada, the... Okada won the G1. He was, he's a world champion. At, I'm not taking him out. MGF, I'm not taking out. I'm not taking no. out Gunther. I'm not taking out. What about Vikingo? I mean, that, that guy was like, a, like not a nothing. But if you didn't know who he was, this last guy. Oh, he, he was worked, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. you know. If I'll tell you what, if 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 we need to take out two people to add in Osprey and Omega, I would take out 9 and 10. Okay. And Rollins is probably going near the back of that list. I'd put Rollins above Sonata. You would take Rhodes out, huh? Only because... Even though the stretch from the Rumble? I mean, he was hurt, yeah, but the Rumble on... I think if he would have won the title... Yeah, it, yeah, if you want to tell me he's 11, I, or if I, if I got to put him at 11, fine. And that's yeah. not saying my top 10 is, isn't different, too. You Like I said, mm-hmm. shouldn't Skywalker's in my top 10? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and to be fair, they had him at 33. That's pretty damn good. I think I think Jericho had a fucking amazing year. I'm not sure about top 10, but I mean, I... I guess I wouldn't be a uh, – no, I, I don't know if I'd put him in top ten. And and I think I could be talked out of it, but, you know, just kind of looking at these names, like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he continues to figure out ways to continue to stay relevant and get and – and at the end of the day, the thing I like – the thing I think it always reminds me with Jer- – or remember – or I stick with me with Jericho is he's always putting people over. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure in this calendar year, he had a ma- he had a like my number five match of the year with to- Tomoyo Ishii. <coughs> Ishii, whoa, was that? Because that was in anime? like November. That was that match where Ishii was just chopping him and split his chest open. Oh and... yeah. So like, would you the... would you substitute? I mean, Sami Zayn had the epitome of we're going to strap, you know. <laughs> The stupid luck into phenomenon levels, I mean, was the biggest draw. And then, you know, leads into, you know, his hometown in in Canada and, you know, at a pay-per-view in the, at the Elimination Chamber. It was one of the hottest crowds I think I've ever heard on a wrestling show. <laughs> that was not fake at all. No. And then they pulled like off and then main evented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then a main events WrestleMania. And then, you know, wins against, you know, the bloodline Usos, you know, and kind of tears them down. Kind of a little stale afterwards, but again, he was a tag champion. He was a ward of the championship. I mean, Sami Zayn had a hell of a year during this July to July. I'll, I'll give you three things off of that. Stale or not, he did everything you could have asked for in that time frame. You know, where I'm, I'm with, yeah. like, I'm not saying he was stale, I, and I know you don't mean to be stale. You're, you know, just play a devil's advocate if you want to call him stale. Now, fine. 
but that's yeah. now. That's not. That's not June. <laughs> you know, that's a whole Agreed. ball game. Agreed. Um, yeah. I would also see. I don't. I don't see how he's behind Owens. Nothing against Owens. Yeah. But I don't see how he's behind Owens. The reason and why I say I, stagnant is because Owens just always seems like he's in this place. Like yeah, Owens seems just do whatever. I'm with he's eh. But I I I don't I wouldn't hate Sami Zayn in the top ten. He he's the the thing that made the bloodline relevant. It wasn't the two years of, of what they were fucking doing before. The Samoa Dynasty. Ugh. Yeah, that's not what. That's and again, what... main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> was the top guy winning championships against the guy that headlined the previous year against Stone Cold Steve Austin and his best friend. I mean, that's 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 only the second time. It, is that the second time a tag match has ever main evented aside from T and Hogan? Yeah. Uh, I believe, yeah. I believe so. Take that battle royal in Chicago, Illinois, WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I well, wild, yeah, I, yeah. I would. I mean, I I would slide him in there. I I don't know, Moxley. But Kingo did have a good year, but it was just like the same old, same old. I love Josh Alexander, but I'm ignorant to not have seen more so than just clips online. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would take out Rhodes for Zane. I mean, I would take out Zane or put in Zane for Alexander. Um, fuck, that's. And, and I don't, I don't know about I, Seth I don't Rollins. think that's a bad answer either. Yeah. I just like that, and that's kind of what I'm where I'm at. Like, is can you like? Be okay. Get rid of. Obviously, Cody was gone for this, so there's no Cody Rhodes when this this timeline yeah. started. And get rid of him at, at Money in the Bank, which is in May or whatever, or June or whatever the hell it was. Get rid of him winning the world title from in that you know just because we need to just pass on this like participation trophy title. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me five things that he did in the in this this year's span that sets him above four hundred and ninety other people? His fashion sense. I <laughs> mean that's all it's become. I mean he became a meme. Like he was a popular meme for a while because of his outlandish style. All the stuff from Sheehan that would pop up on my phone, you know, like because I'm watching <laughs> wrestling. I'm like, what? That's what he wore last night. Um, the chance obviously is a thing. He had a big WrestleMania entrance, you know, this, this past April. Um, he was, you know, kind of a pop culture thing. He would show up on like talk shows or like random YouTube shows or, you know, reality shows or whatever. So I mean, him, him and Becky Lynch, you know, were, were kind of, you know, more on the forefront. They would show up at premieres. Uh, but yeah, over 499 others, I... I'm not sure. I, I, I couldn't tell you a match. I mean, again, he had the WrestleMania match, but who was it against? He Was it Logan Paul? Oh, what was it? I don't even remember who the fucking wrestled WrestleMania. 
<laughs> and you even gave me That's the what I'm saying. Logan Wait, Paul's what? tight. I gotta be. That was Logan Paul. That I put Logan Paul in the top ten during this calendar stretch. Oh, okay, I'm back. I <laughs> think about this. We just had to contemplate what he did at WrestleMania. And he's number one. That's proof. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, he's just never had a memorable match to me. I mean, uh, the Logan Paul match, as you say, I was like, yeah, that was really cool. It was a good match. Um, but I, I credit Logan Paul <laughs> to that. Yeah, I, I get it. Rollins, Rollins is the veteran. But I don't know. He and was I just don't... never – he was the least exciting thing on the Shield. His turn was weak. I, I just have never been a Seth Rollins fan. He can open up all those coffee shops. He can be a Tyler Black, but I, I just, I don't know. So let's see. I don't know. St- starting on July 1st, which was the first day that this thing started, um, he lost a battle royal that involved Ezekiel, Madcap, Moss, Almost, Happy Corbin, The Miz, Zane Riddle, and Sheamus. Whoa. He lost a dark match to Riddle the same night. Then he lost in the Money in the Bank the next night. Uh, he then had a program with Ezekiel, it looks like. Um, then he then he was tagged with Theory for a while. Like he feud, he, he feuded with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Like he's wrestling Riddle in this. What did he do at the seat? What did he do at SummerSlam? When was SummerSlam this year? Was it the end of August or beginning of August? I want to say it was the end of July, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before Clash at the Castle, right? Yes. Okay, well then, he didn't even wrestle on SummerSlam. Seth Rollins? (laughs) I don't see it. (laughs) I don't see it on here. <laughs> like what did he fucking do? Twenty twenty three SummerSlam card. Um. Okay, so oh, I don't want twenty twenty three shit. I'm stupid. I want twenty twenty two. Finn Balor. Oh yeah, it'd be twenty twenty two. Thank you. See twenty twenty two Wikipedia. <clears throat> All right, so we had Bianca and Becky, Logan Paul and The Miz, Lashley Theory. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. The Mysterio. That's right. Judgment Day. McAfee, Happy Corbin, The Uso Street Oops. Profits, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, and Roman Brock Lesnar. So he wasn't even. So we're a quarter of a year in, and he's not even on their, their second or third biggest show they have. Well, he was supposed to fight Matt Riddle, and then he stomped him because remember their match got pulled? Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I apologize to freaking. Uh, <laughs> That's Franklin to you, sir. <laughs> Seth Franklin Rollins. Uh, he lost a fight pit match then at Extreme Rules. What? He had that oh, run. Oh with... my God! I forgot about that atrocious. Is that on the worst match of the year? <laughs> when, Dan- when Daniel Cormier was throwing them both around like they were children. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're making our guy look bad. 
He uh, he held the the U.S. title for a month until losing it to Theory, and then going into a program with Theory. Wow. And he just kept all he did was count the lights against Theory. And he's still. And then he was then he jobbed out to Cody when Cody came back. Um. Still losing. We're in February and March, and he's still losing the theory. It's been four months. Um, he lost in the U.S. title elimination chamber. Oh my god! No but, offense, but reading his matches are boring. Just like the matches. This guy on my birthday, six days before WrestleMania, is jobbing at the theory still in house shows. March 25th, loses to Austin Theory. April 1st, defeats Logan Paul. <laughs> Why was he losing and then he beats <laughs> Logan Paul? I don't know. How is he num- What did he do to become number one? I don't get it. I can't wait to read the description instead of reading it off a bootleg site. Oh, man. Can you imagine what that's going to look like? Seth Rollins was a workhorse. She he had, had people chanting his blood. Yeah. Right now, when they're reading this article, mind you, he's had 69 matches this year, which is an all-time high, not for him, but they're going, oh, 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 still, while they read the PWI. Talking about fashion sense, more like losing sense as he (laughs) lost to his kryptonites. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I just I, I want to Solo Sokoa's in the what? Why is he thirty eight? So you know how we talk about AEW they, they, they don't have to work you know, they just work the one time whereas WWE they work, you know, as, as much as they do. Yeah. Orange Cassidy worked forty six matches. He worked twenty three less matches on a on a easier schedule. So you can't even put over the fact that he just worked that he worked a lot in those six months. Yeah. I mean, the day Rollins worked 10 times a month. Jesus. God, that's funny. Somebody somebody posted a meme of it says, people keep talking about whether CM Punk will back, go back to the WWE, but they keep forgetting the most likely option, and it's him with EC3 and Braun on control your narrative. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of funny. <laughs> Hell no. And then and then it changes to Nickelback, you remind me getting changed, but LA Knight added to the song. <laughs> Where oh, he's no. just going, Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. God, that list. I th- th- that's my favorite part about this whole thing, why why at the end of the day smart wrestling fans will always prevail. We we go yeah. and have like a mini back and forth of, about something as dumb as tickets and ratings and money getting given and blah 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 blah. But then it comes to Seth Rollins and a WWE guy pick number one, and we just tear the shit apart. <laughs> just every avenue possible. How can we de- debunk that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Wrestling. <laughs> I'm excited for that shit, man. Dana, we can Daniel from Zack Saber. Do we fly to Seattle? 
God, it's going to be good. I think Swerve and Hangman's going to be fucking good. That match, that was a fantastic promo, and Swerve Strickland, thank God. I mean, he's at least getting a bigger bigger stage than than he definitely would have had, unfortunately, uh, and is treated, you know, with with good stories. Uh, Cinder blocks and all. Where's that payoff, Keith Lee? Uh, take two, take two. Um, but yeah, Danielson and, and Zack Saber. That's that. I mean, we're gonna get Aussie Open, even though they've been a joke. Uh, they're definitely gonna win the uh, the tag belts. But uh, oh man, Aussie that, Open and FTR. That's gonna rock. Oh, I mean, I watched this, the this... Royals Quest one because they they aired it for free on New Japan, oh, even though we had they? the subscription. Yeah, it's really good. I didn't know it was on there. Yeah, I'm. This card looks good, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in that sign me up type mode for this. <laughs> I wonder if they have anything else so on here. Yeah, just those no, just so, those three. Oh I mean, man, they got me in the building. Yeah, and I mean, we know when it comes to pay per view time, Hangman, Hangman's big time. He can go on that stage, and Swerve will be right there to hang with him. Especially oh, that's being, gonna be such a good match. Being in Seattle, yeah, you know, because he's you know he's right there in Tacoma, and oh my God, Aussie Open's gonna be. If, if FTR goes, you want to try to steal the show? Aussie Open, him, just show him the Run the Jewels logo that Mark Davis does when they come to the ring every time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every time I, I mark and I go, I wonder if Alex notices he does that. <laughs> um, so you know that's gonna be good. And then oh, it's yeah. like, Danielson and Zack Sabre are going to be like, look at these guys in the locker room here. You know what they're thinking, right? All right, cool. Let's beat that. Like, and I'm not going to use my right arm. <laughs> and if it's, if he's, if he's hopefully improving, which I'm hoping he still is, and that's why they're doing it. What if we get Kate, uh, Kate, uh, Takeshi and Ibushi on the card? Oh, oh yeah, we are getting that. So So that could be really good and you know, with Do with you think he made abs? Do you think he made abs from the last time we saw? I think so. I I don't think they would have put him in a singles if he wasn't in a in a comfortable spot to work it cuz he's a guy that What are your gonna... thoughts? I mean, it's just ring rust, right? Yeah, oh yeah, cuz he's doing everything that he's still doing, it's just a little slower. You know, whereas Watching like Kent and Marafuji, they couldn't do things that they would do or yeah. stop doing things. He's still doing it all. You can just tell he's just out of sync, and you know he had worked in two years. Him and him and uh, him and Speedball at Bloodsport was, or I think it was Speedball was, at Bloodsport. Yeah, was fantastic. That was fine. Didn't he give him like a back soup or back body drop? <laughs> like they were doing, some, him, they were doing some shit off the apron to the floor and stuff like. He was fine then. I just, I think it was a little bit of a span where he probably got done with that, didn't know what he was going to do, decided, he, okay, AW, I'll take you up on your offer. I just got to get back to where I need to be. Cool. We'll put you in a couple multi-man matches. You're, you're a big enough household name that we don't have to showcase you every week and people are going to know yeah. who you are because that's just our fan base. So, yeah, I think. All 800,000. I think you put that on there. That's going to be great. And and part of the reason I want to see that too is that because I, I want to see it lead up to uh, we get another we get uh, Kenny and 
Kenny and Takeshita again at full at the summit full gear, you know, for like the panel. LA. Do yeah. you think they they messed up and they should have had, especially if you're building it up, even though he's uh, Roddy Strong is doing some some really good stuff here um, with the neck and the glasses. But do you think I, especially when Roddy's like, I'm gonna win this tournament, and you can kind of you know still keep it going. You have MJF win, but you create the tension with Adam Cole. You know, to kind of build it up a little bit more. And then you have Joe Challenge in L.A. where Joe's from and then have it there at full gear. I think they really dropped the ball. They could have had two pretty big money matches, I think, uh, with MJS title program. I think if they didn't – if they weren't hoping to get a better walk-up tomorrow, and I think if they would have sold 10,000 tickets, they might have done it that way. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason they went to Joe was to try to see if it would sell more tickets. But I also think everything in that company is done for a reason, and I don't think they just offshoot things. Like I don't think they hotshot. Like I was, I was reading Monday. They Tegan Knox was supposed to get a title shot. They took her out last minute and then moved two matches around after the show started. Like I, I think everything in AEW is fully booked like Gato. I, I think you everything. Do? Yeah, I think, I think this is more off the cuff than, than anything. It's like, we're going to get I, this match, and oh, yeah. I think that stuff is, but I think the world titles all... Like, every, everything that I had always heard was Tony Khan at all times has the next four world champions lined up. And the the overall rumor was Jericho, uh, Moxley, um Omega and Page were always the first four champions, and that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. So I think the world title is something that's always. I I I I do agree with with like the normal shenanigans of the everyday matches. I I think you're right. I think that's why they have to do things like, ha ha, we changed the Dark Order contract, and you're wrestling Johnny Hungy and not me because you didn't read <laughs> that it's, so you know weird. like shit like that. I think that yeah. type of shit they do on a on a on a whim. But I think the world title, I think they're smarter about that. But I I also think, I think the story is Roddy and Cole and not Roddy and MJF. And mm-hmm. I think, I think keeping Joe hot and relevant is going to be good because I, I feel like there's got to be something coming with ROH. And I say that because of how much they've recently been just talking about their titles or putting them back on TV. That's all they've been showing. You remember there were like no Ring of Honor, and then you have two pretty big superstars, or wrestlers, I should say, sorry, um, (laughs) as their champions. And they're on TV every week, but they deserve to be. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's funny. They're like, we're not going to, we're going to separate the two. I feel like, like... they have something that that tells me there's a reason they're trying to showcase it is because there's something there to go with it. Yeah. But then you try watching some of the show and besides like Athena, you're like, Oh boy. Hey, every Tony Khan ring of honor pay-per-view is fucked. Yeah. But that's different from the TV where it's just like, it's just dark and dark light. I'm I'm so glad I don't have access to honor club. So I can't watch it. I'll just leave it at that. Sadly, time. I do. <laughs> I'm glad I do the uh, the rampage and read the results. 
But there's a lot of people who say that. And a lot of people think it's because they're not putting any time and effort into the TV. They're just using it as to keep getting reps for people. And yeah. once once they actually get TV, they'll start – it'll change. And whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. I, I have to wait for my own eyes and see how it goes. They have their own but, streaming service. They don't need TV. They're, they're doing it for a reason. You no, but I think ROH – I think ROH isn't like AEW or WWE where they can go to a streaming service and live fine. I think he needs to Whoa. sell Ring of Honor to a network. Well, that hasn't happened yet. That's why he went to the... Well, and that's where that's where I still wonder because he may have got a deal, but he also might not want to take a deal because Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know, they pulled well, all their own YouTube them. stuff. YouTube... Like all of all of dark and everything is gone now, because all the actual in ring stuff is only Warner Brother. The only reason they, he's doing, I think, ROH the way he wants to is that's not signed to Warner Brother. Yeah. So I think he's trying to sell that to a network, but only in a way that Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers is going to cave and say, "Okay, fine, we want Ring of Honor then." You know, he may say, if you want me to keep doing this, 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 and this, like you want me to produce 12 pay-per-views yeah. a year, then you got to buy it. you got to put Ring of Honor on TV. But, you know, Which put it on true. fucking, put it on true TV at 10 o'clock. Who cares? At least it's on. You know, at least it's alive. But I just, I feel like there's, that's why they're showcasing it so much. But good for, good for that. Cause I can't, I'm so hyped for Kingston and Claudio tomorrow. How baller is it that we could get Claudio in New Japan rings, which will probably be likely? Oh, my God. (laughs) Bro, I love it so much. Him and Ishii randomly? Him and Shingo? Oh, my God. What if if he decides to come for the Rainmaker? Oh, my God. Shut up. Shut up. Claudio's so good. Oh, my God. Did you uh did you watch Collision at all? Uh, the tag match? Did you see that Kingston promo when he's like don't don't delete this, don't turn this off? Uh no, I didn't. It, it, Eddie Kingston cuts him on a 2-minute promo. It's probably on YouTube. You should watch it before tomorrow. It's such a good promo. And then Claudio does one later to counteract it. And in the promo, Claudio starts, and he's like, oh, he get... was like, oh, you'll swear, and you'll do this, and you'll be angry. and <laughs> Yeah, he's like, let me guess. He was angry and yelling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, he's such an asshole, too. Yeah. And he's so yeah, fucking I, I quiet that. about it. Yeah, they, so, but, but there's an Eddie one before that, and it, it's Kingston yeah. standing kind of, you know, moving in place like he's agitated, and he's talking directly to the camera, and he's Oh, it's it's I, it's one of those Eddie Kingston ones where you kind of go, ooh, that gave me a little tingle. Like that was really good. Yeah. And then seeing what you saw, like if you saw that before that, it just makes Claudio even better. And I'm like, God, you're selling this match to me. I am. It's like you said with the with the swerve and hangman. Like he got my foot in the door. Like all right, you got me. Like like what's weird is like they seem like they genuinely hate each other in Claudio and and Kingston. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking they don't, but I'm like man, they he just hates everyone. Like it's perfect. 
Ugh. But it has the history, which is even crazier. It's been going on for, you know, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking oh, of he, going on. He, um, that's the other thing is he, he talks, he actually brings up how he, or why, why they hate each other. No. They, um, check it out for sure. Yeah. He, he's, it's, 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 it's good. It's, it's, it's a reason that some people probably don't think makes sense. But if you know wrestling, you're going, oh shit, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I've never seen, I've never seen that angle on TV. Ooh, was he sleeping with his wife? <laughs> no, no. He. Uh, do, you, do you want me to tell you? Just tell you what it is. No, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch okay, cool. Yeah. After whatever, whatever you end up. Uh, Watch but it, before, to, uh, but before we talk about uh, the big Arthur Ashe show Grand Slam tomorrow night, let's uh, let's quickly talk all out. Uh, oh yes, the, the fifth uh, from AEW from a few weeks back. Uh, again, a week after the record-breaking asterisk mark, eighty-one thousand plus. Uh, United Center, they come back to nine thousand eight hundred and twenty-six uh, to a an event, Ryan, where I couldn't explain it, but I did cry after one match finished. Uh, a really damn solid, good event. Uh, you know, of course, uh, I'd say truly headlined uh, by Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks uh, in a no DQ strap match. Uh, please go out of your way and check this uh, fantastic match out. Uh, this is wrestling at its finest. Uh, you could tell, and, and this was just built on one day, uh, one day that uh, Tony Khan said he feared for his life and fired CM Punk, uh, who was supposed to be Ricky Starks's opponent uh, at All Out in uh, Chicago, the the hometown, of course, of one Chicago made Punk. Uh, as Khan uh, said again, he feared for his life and had to fire Phil Brooks earlier that day. <laughs> The day before All Out, but he pulled a dragon out of his hat, let's say, and Brian Danielson coming up as a hero. And definitely now, I would say, Ryan, uh, along with John Moxley, the face of this company, as he is now, you know, kind of seen as not only part of creative on collision, uh, but uh, also, you know, kind of the guy as they're putting in all these uh, you know, yeah. spots and matches. Uh, and as he said, he's only got about a year left that he's going to be doing this, and that he's going to be special attraction only. Uh, so why not a grander time, Ryan, uh, as we get the spotlights of Danielson? What did you think of the strap match? I, I'll say this as a whole. Um, I watched the pay-per-view like two days. I, I, I didn't watch him payback before this. Oh. Um, but man, was this show blew every expectation I have. And it, it it goes back to, like I said, with the ROH stuff. It's just, if you doubt this guy with booking these pay-per-views and these workers putting on matches, I, it gets me every time. I I was not, at one point, Doof texted me, and he goes, Whoa. we watching the pay-per-view tonight? And I said, well, you want to spend 50 bucks? And I said, because... Alex didn't send me half, and I don't really have half to spend anyway. And he goes, yeah. I'm not spending 50 bucks on that shit. I was like, I was like, no, I'm going to go home and bootleg it. He goes, all right, well, I'll probably just stay home. That was the mindset going into it. And, yeah. you know, I, I, leave, I leave out of there with 
you know, there's a chance there could be two two of my top ten matches of the year were on this show. Another almost damn near five star match was on this show. There was a meat on top of meat match that was a no. book to me. There and then we got a hot match. and flexible wife making a appearance. <laughs> there's there was a tag team match on this show that easily oh. made notebook. There was an eight man on here that easily made notebook. I mean, but Danielson and Starks, man, when they're doing the slap and chop fest, but using a giant leather strap instead, when, when Ricky Starks is in a tree of woe and Danielson whips him in the mouth. (laughs) This was, this was great. Storytelling, Ryan, using the most brutal aspects of uh, of what you can do daunting again less than 24 hours as the match is made <laughs> panic mode which danielson by the way just came off of an injury what less than maybe a little over two months against kazuchika <laughs> okada at, at scotia bank in toronto canada They're like ah, oh, my arm's kind of broken uh but came back way earlier uh definitely the company man and uh i made we we thank him for everything that he's done. And by the way, why couldn't he be in the top ten with his vast of promo work and title matches that he had uh, in the uh, PWI 500? But uh, for some reason, Ryan, as the match concluded and Danielson wins and Starks has passed out, a brilliant way to uh, not hurt uh, the absolute. Uh, I, I just I noticed I was like, why am I crying? Like, my eyes just got red, and I was like, and I'm clapping, and I'm like, that was just, it was art. It was art in the most brutal fashion, again. Is incredible, man. He's And then I'm, I, they do the match, the last collision, and uh, the tag match, and Gagelson Tag match was awesome. And he took the, the pin. Yeah. I like Did Bill look good? Again, that team is great. And the BBC or uh, the BCC is awesome because Danielson is just like, he's oh, good. He's smiley. And then he's back with the click and he's all like, yeah, we're, we're business now. Like we're a faction. Like we're, we're, you know, lump him in with it too. You know, take Danielson when we talked earlier with Omega and Osprey. Yeah. You know, you know why you can argue those guys are the best wrestlers in the world? And you could throw a guy like Okada and shit in there too, is they're all selfless. They yes. will do anything to put over the other, not only themselves, but the other person, but just the match and the, the business in general. Look at the like the business Kenny's doing with the Keshina is turning him into a star. Literally. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson doing a you know, doing a job on national television like that clean to Ricky Starks is doing good business. Oh, tremendous. I mean, Osprey, Osprey, now mind you, he's not jobbing, but that's because promoters don't want a job, want him to job. Mm -hmm. But he is going everywhere and working any type of angle or feud or opponent you want him to because he's growing the business. Like, that's the difference with some of these guys. Like, I'm not saying Seth Rollins isn't like that. Like, I don't mean mean that by any means or anything, but like, you know, like, um, what's the, what's a good one that I'm looking at? Like, um, like you said, Masha Slamovich. Okay, no, no, by no means am I trying to single her out. 
But like, what is she, like? She's not changing the business. No. You know, Sonata's not changing the business. And is that even like, changing New Japan's business? Sonata's the first guy that I've ever been concerned going into a Wrestle Kingdom main event as a champion because he doesn't have a fifth gear. Like, you remember we realized that he wouldn't make Wrestle Kingdom as champion? We're like, he's not going to make it. We're, we're fine. Man, he's going to work Naito and it's going to be like 39 minutes. It's going to be so slow. Oh. Like if what, you went if you went to Tokyo, you would fall asleep. Oh, I'd be I fell asleep while we were watching one of the greatest movies of all time in the Dark Knight. <laughs> do you think that they do the fan vote again and Oh no, they pick the main event Naito? They can't afford to bury Naito again cuz it's not winning the vote. <laughs> You know, especially... is, yeah, you're right. It's 39 minutes, and there's going to be so many botches. <laughs> and, and I love Naito, and I'm not trying to wish bad on him, but think, think about this. Since is this going to be one not... of the lowest-selling Russell Kingdoms? <laughs> <laughs> they, well, here's the other thing. I have a weird feeling, and don't, you know, if this doesn't happen, don't roast me, people listening. Uh, by the way, Alex, we're 61 plays away from 40K which I forgot to tell you earlier. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Um, Since you've known me and I've gotten you into New Japan, Mm -hmm. what what was the the first main event you saw? Was it Okada and Tanahashi? Uh, The main event? Because what was was the first one that you came over for? Was that Styles Nakamura or Bushi? Or Bushi Nakamura? I think it was Styles Nakamura. Um, and that was the one where Okada lost Loser. and cried? Yes. Okay, so since... Yeah, oh, so this... Okay, so Tanahashi, this was Tanahashi Okada. Nakamura wrestled Ibushi, and Styles wrestled Naito on this show. Huh. Does that sound right really? or no? Um. And then Kenny Omega defeated Taguchi for the Jews title. I remember Omega was on there for sure, because I was like, why is he ripping off Cobra? Oh, yep, so he was doing the cleaner, so that was the junior title days. Okay, so that has to be it. Okay. Since Wrestle Kingdom 9, have you ever been nervous about a Wrestle Kingdom main event? Like you just became for what you just talked about. No. No, I mean, the undercard's got to be nuts. Like, they're thinking, how, if this was America, they're like, how do we get the belt on Okada again? Like, <laughs> I still think Okada's going to be the sixth man. I think he's going to be, I think him, Tanahashi, and Ishii are going to defend the Never titles. That's fine. Who do you bring I, in from AEW? Do you bring in the Elite? Bring... Oh, my, you, you just sold it. You you fucking just sold because you don't want to do Osprey and you don't want to do Osprey Omega again. You want to let that breathe. You want to let that cool off of the the hottest matches of all time. And yeah, why not bring the elite? I feel like I I feel like as as nerve wracking as it probably is to not put Okada in a singles match. I think 
because of the Tanahashi aspect of it, I think if there's one time you want to risk not having him in the singles and doing something like this, this is the year. Because he's still that's not your an active Tanahashi. Yeah. That's your co-main event right there, honestly. Well, that that shows more that, tickets than your main event. That was your co-main event at, uh, oh, you know what? You just sold the reason why they did it. Wasn't that the co-main event at Dominion when it was Claudio Whoa. Moxley and Yuta? Yep. What if they do Danielson, Claudio, and Moxley? I think I blew his mind with that comment. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's there. But no, I no, I think that's uh, that's what you got to do, right? Especially if yeah. like you like you could make. I mean that that's a marquee matchup, and there's a championship up for grabs like so so it really will mean anything and the elite could win it because they could be like hey we lost the trios in AEW because of some bullshit we were stripped of it but we want the real trios championship like (laughs) we have lineage like they could build it so much and you have superstar upon superstar upon superstar and the ultimate star in Tomohiro Ishii the stone pit bull uh yeah that would be voted your main event, by the way. So, um, take it for obviously what it's worth, but I just got a Wrestle Kingdom 18 prediction or rumored ma- uh, top three matches, finally, of what, what would be the top three matches uh, on this card here. Who's Toroyano um, facing? <laughs> we have... Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata says this is all but confirmed. We just have to wait for it. Um, Okada Danielson 2. Oh. Which I was kind of thinking when, when we were talking about describing it. This one, though, never had a thought of this. And it says, despite uh, failing to pick up a victory against, uh, uh, against Osprey at the G1, we predict Kaito Kiyomiya will face Will Osprey. For the uh, for the title, the U.S. title. It says this would be a chance to build up Kaito as the next big star of the promotion if they get him. Get him means that I want. Do they want him? I don't think they want him. New Japan. Oh, they they gotta want him. They they put him in. They treat him like they didn't want him. He he had a great G one. I think he. I thought he had a couple good wins. Um. But this would be a chance to build up Kaito as the next big star of the promotion uh, with reports that Osprey is off to AEW on January for, or in the new year. And it says, with the championship now changed to the IWGP United Kingdom Championship, a big match has to be needed for Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. In our prediction, Kaito Kiyomiya will beat Osprey for the title. Kaito is clearly a huge future star for the company. And a win over an established star like Osprey would do wonders. It also gives him a big win in route to his eventual victory over Kazuchika Okada down the line. In addition, Will Osprey's New Japan contract is set to be up in 2024, likely at the end of the month like most contracts. This could be his last match, and the English star may likely follow in the footsteps of Kenny Omega and Jay White by signing for AEW. Wins the Rumble? Uh, January, like, 20th or something. 
I mean, wouldn't that be cool if you hear the piano Does he get a pop? Does it say Aerial Assassin? Does he get a pop? If he if he went to the WWE, if he if he shows up at the Rumble, I think it would. The screen would just say Osprey. Whoa. So just, oh yeah, he, Vince is back in charge. So yeah, it'll go back to one name. You're totally right. <laughs> You're totally right, man. <laughs> Oi, you want a piece of me, bruv? I am Osprey. <laughs> the tattoo. Uh, speaking of tattoos, uh, opening up the show, the ROH World Tag Team Championship, Better Than You, baby. Yes, the owners of the awesome theme song is here at the beginning of the show. Two hours and 45 minutes ago, Adam Cole and NJF defeated the Dark Order and Alex Reynolds and John Silver, a rather a fun opener, uh, Better Than You, baby. Again, the charisma, the kangaroo kicks, the double clothesline. I thought uh, John Silver played a, a fantastic foil to them. Uh, yeah. Good opening. Crowd was hot. What'd you think? It, it led into uh, what's what's going to be our main event tomorrow too, which I thought was a great way to. It was a great way to sneak in portraying what the yes. main event was going to be without really telling anyone. As Samoa Joe on his way to face Shane Taylor shoves MJF almost off the stage. <laughs> Good so sell by MJF. I thought uh, you know that is. Uh, Nice match, but I, I I don't agree with Meltzer on this. Meltzer went two and three quarters, but man, I almost went four stars on this match. I loved every minute oh, wow. of this, but I am also a big Shane Taylor mark too, so that yeah. doesn't help my cause. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a fun, quick match. Uh, it was a good, you know, kind of preempt to the uh, man-on-man meat fest uh, that we would see later on. Uh, Shane Taylor looked good. Uh, Samoa Joe, though, looks better, as always. The King of TV, again, reigns supreme, uh, as well as a man born 65 million years ago, a Luchasaurus, uh, along with a TNT champion, uh, AEW TNT champion Christian Cage, uh, defeating Darby Allen, surprisingly enough, uh, in a fun, hard-hitting match. And I don't know if I'm still here. You are here. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go. I, I was, uh, I was going to, I was trying to figure out the, uh, the uh, something to sneak in without cutting you off. So I was waiting until you're done. I was going to say, do you think Samoa Joe in this last like month, month and a half, is like starting to get good again? Like he's starting to get rid of that fat guy ring rust, and he's he's like putting it together. Oh, I, I think all summer. I mean, people say oh. it was the summer of punk, of controversy, uh, and whatnot, and, and collision deals. But Samoa Joe, since he's retained, rightfully so, the ROH TV Championship, he's been nothing but on. And it's been fantastic to see. And he's having fun not only diffusing situations before uh, eighty or 81,000 plus with the asterisks on it um, and and you know, opening up that show to, yeah, now he's going to be in front of 20, uh, 8,000, maybe 10,000 people, Arthur S. Stadium tomorrow, up in a championship match that has been literally years in the making. 
That's good. Who wins that match? Who wins what's, that match, Ryan? What's what? What's your if you're booking the finish? How do you do it? Unfortunately, you got to do an interference type pin uh, or, or type finish, I should say. I don't know if Cole is the reason why, but I think you continue the Rod- Roderick Strong storyline uh, somehow as a distraction. Um, if it, if that's the case, that better not be your main event. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. But I, I don't know. It, it, it's such a weird match to have because Joe's so hot and the only way you could think of MGF winning uh, is not clean if that makes what sense if, what if you look at it in the sense of this is MJF beating the Ring of Honor TV champ because the AEW world title is the bigger title you don't think he's going to win through shenanigans I mean, Adam I could Cole see like the, the ring. ring. Yeah, I could. The ring, I think, would be like if I had to bet on something, I would go the ring. If, here's the thing: is if Adam Cole comes out, there's, there's two things could happen here. Adam Cole could come out and help MJF win, and the fans could, you know, and that starts giving him a heel persona, which I don't want this to take whatsoever. I want this to keep going for a while. But I think it's a good balance that he's saying, "Hi, remember, I am the devil." Or, and that's what I was going to say is, or he counters like a sunset flip type thing where he's got a, a cheap pin and Cole comes out there and grabs MJF's arms and holds them over the rope. So it's like a blatant in front of everybody cheating. I could mm-hmm. see the crowd popping for it. Whoa. Like, think about it. That's his gimmick. He admits it. He loves it. They're in his hometown or in his home state. And like he's he's got like a schoolboy, and he reaches and takes Adam Cole's arm, who gives it for more leverage. The people are gonna pop. It's like Eddie Guerrero cheating. Well, oh, great comparison, by the way. Like I I think there's a good chance that that could happen. It keeps Joe relevant. He has something to truly compa- complain about. But the good guy yeah. got the got the one up on the bad guy, and you know, hey. Sorry, I cheated, but I'm I'm a piece of shit. You know, I'm a scumbag. And he just owns up to it. They're like, oh, well, that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just and saying, that could I work. Because I don't, I don't know how you book that match. You can't. You can't. If you take the title off him, there's the title can't go off of MJF until the cold thing is over. It either need, he either needs to beat Nen Cole before you take the title off him, or have Cole take the mm-hmm. title off him. But you can't no. just you can't close that story without with the title not there. Oh man, I I agree, Bobby Salsa. <laughs> Bobby Salsa, blog talk is looking like it's going to be kicking us in the middle of what we're talking about. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's it's it's. It's got those countdown lights on me. Uh, Takeshita Kenny Omega, really damn good match. Like Takeshita gets the win. Um, I, I, Kenny Omega is just doing great work. I mean, but like you said, he's putting Takeshita over twice in one week. Don Callis, I don't mind. I hated him. I love ECW, it. But he's doing good stuff here. Uh, Bullet Club it, Gold, the hottest just let faction in all of pro wrestling. 
if you had if if you didn't know this, we have been a Kanoski Takeshi the podcast radio show for like three years. Like so seven like, years. Yeah, we we were before COVID in this twenty eighteen. Yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. So, just another victory lap. We told you this guy's gonna be a star, and he was. Told ever you. since that, he ever since him and Endo that first him and Endo match that we we saw, getting uh, together. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I just like I like those victory laps. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Bullet Club Gold uh, defeated FTR and the Young Bucks awesome. in a, a pretty good thrilling eight man tag match action in the co-main event. Uh, and then John Moxley ending the reign of Orange Cassidy oh. for the AEW <laughs> International Championship in a quite a bloody affair. Orange Cassidy, uh, kudos to your reign, uh, even though I knew 97% of the matches and how they would go. Uh, but still, you cannot beat uh, you know what he did uh, wrestling all that time uh, for this company where they seldom wrestle. Uh, but kudos to Cassidy, kudos to Moxley. Uh, another feather in his cap here uh, and, you know, kind of the face and hopefully he does big things with this international championship. Ryan, what did you think of the main event? I thought it was tremendous. I, I knew there was no way Moxley was going to lose, which is fine because, you know, keeping him over relevant is great because he is, he has done so much for this company, but Agreed, yeah. the way that, he made Orange Cassidy look like this never die unbeatable underdog was a masterpiece by a masterpiece by Moxley. Cause I mean, he kicked out everything you'd think of and uh, uh, Orange Cassidy was able to, to take that and do it on his own too, with the selling and the, the, the hope spots. And it's just, it was a perfect way where I think Cassidy this is one of the, the great instances where a great wrestler like Moxley can do is Cassidy came out of this match a better, a better, in a better spot as the loser. Uh, oh, that's a good look. Yep. Very you know, and now we, now we got the little fun thing with him and hook when they're just like, we should tag or something. All right. And they like lightly dap hands. And then Renee, Renee's like, cool. She's the orange Cassidy. Like, all right, nice little break for him. This is good. So weird, and I'm like, but why? Why? I I think they're giving um. Beretta like, how do you go from being champion and be like, hey, let's be a tag team? Because he doesn't like, care. Don't even say like, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. he doesn't. He just kind of wanders. I I love. And, and I, I never thought I would enjoy this, this like this kind of a thing because it took me a while to warm up, especially in Orange Cassidy. But mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about him is he comes out to cut this promo, and he, you know, and, and he, and you know, they bring him out for the big promo, and he doesn't have a microphone, uh, like a stick guy with. He doesn't have like Shivani. He's doing it all on his own, and just, he's just, yeah. So I'm gonna have this match, and you know, I'm gonna win. I don't know. It's, I'll just beat the guy. All right, cool. I don't have a catchphrase or anything. So and he sets the mic down. It was 32 seconds, and now his music starts playing, and he walks back up the ramp. I, I don't know what it is about that, but I think that's the funniest shit. <laughs> just because this, this whole massive ordeal just frizzes me like, all right, thanks, bye. And then just leaves at the end of the whole thing all over again. Oh, <laughs> it's my so gosh. good. It's so damn good. 
LL Cool J is wearing half pants, half shorts at Rock the Bells, and it's tight. Um, <laughs> no, I, I thought this was a really good show. Um, like you said, you know, of course, I was a little uh, uh, pissed in vinegar on, on ordering it, of course, with Punky getting fired, with Khan fearing for his life, uh, with this committee of mystery people to oust him from the company. Uh, I was like, F this, uh, but again, quite enjoyed the event here. Looking forward to a Grand Slam. Uh, Soraya and, uh, sorry, Soraya and, and Tony Storm uh, could definitely be a barn burner, if you will. Uh, hopefully it'll be a, a good showing on them and then a uh, bunch of other stuff. I think Soraya, too, um, whereas I know the match wasn't, like, ideal at the pay-per-view, uh, the last one. You know that with the Ruby Riot. Yeah. Um, while the match wasn't, you know, it was two and a half three star match, she seemed a lot more comfortable and with more cardio and just kind of more her than the, the Britt Baker match. Does that makes sense. Yes. No. I. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Which think she's, she's progressed. I think and, and gives an opportunity for the the storm match to be better than it would have been. I think. Oh, very, very fair point. And, and Tony Storm is being, you know, one of the better things out, out of, I'd say, the company in the last couple of months with her backstage interviews and, and her old-timey uh, Hollywood look, if you will. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, I think, could definitely be a fun match. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where the story uh, storyline goes. Uh, as you said, Ryan, uh, Claudio Sack. Castignoli is putting his Ring of Honor World Championship against Eddie Kingston's uh, New Ooh. Japan Strong Openweight Championship, uh, which is going to be great. Winner takes all. Uh, John Moxley will be facing Ray Phoenix for the AEW International Championship. Again, a pretty damn good show out in New York. Uh, Rampage, uh, so Grand Slam Night 2 is getting Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen and Sting. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mogul Evans uh, Embassy will be taking on the Elite, uh, the iteration, of course, of the Hung Bucks, Hangman Adam Page and the Jackson Brothers, and the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, your AEW World Trios champion, uh, champions, where you can get the actual championship for only $5,000 over uh, on AEWshop.com. One of ten only being made, putting the titles up against uh, Dark Order. Ryan couple of good nights of wrestling here. Hopefully they get a little yeah. bit more show. Uh, this is going to be fun. AEW um, continues to do it. Wrestle Dream hopefully keeps getting built after tonight since there's only a week before <laughs> Re- the show. Uh, La- Laser Show Bab says, you guys forgot Mercedes Monet versus Julia at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. <laughs> they didn't forget it now. I think I gotta go. All right. We're out. We'll see you. Deuces.